Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. On today's part in my take, we have a mega, mega, mega show for you. We have Coach Herm Edwards. We have Warren Sharp. We get football smart with Warren Sharp. He should actually make that like a saying, like, get sharper with Warren Sharp. That's pretty good. Warren, yeah. There you go. Warren Sharps versus Warren Squares. There it is. Yeah. Yes, there it is. So we have those two guys that we also have our good friend Matt Jones, who doesn't have a radio show anymore, in for FAQs. Uh, he can handle his politics on the p- political shows. We're going to let him have a platform for his Kentucky sports. He's getting all backed up, and he needs a release. <laughs> yes, I yeah. know it's No Nut November, but yeah. he had, uh, he's got two days' worth of Kentucky sports takes he had to get off his So chest. we let him do that, and uh, we also have an NFL Week 10 preview, LSU-Alabama. What a football weekend coming mm. up. Whoa. I haven't even started the ad, and you're going to do Larry's pick. Jets. Whoa. Oh, okay, you got that. That was good. I, I thought that was a, a new segment alert. I was like, during the intro. Interesting. Well, it, was, it was either the Jets or the race cars. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna, I am gonna. figured we don't have a race cars team. Uh, okay, part of my take is brought to you by the Cash App. Larry's first pick is the Jets. Cash App is the simplest way to send, spend, and save money. By the way, Larry went 0-5 last week. That means it's statistically due to go 5-0. and And now it's the simplest way to try to grow your money, introducing Cash App Investing Unlike investing tools that only let you buy whole shares of a stock, Cash App lets you purchase slices of a share. This way, when your favorite company's stock is just a little too expensive, you can still own a piece with as little as $1. And because Cash App is directly connected to your bank account, there are no four to five day waiting periods for inbound transfers. So you can start investing today. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. And of course, when you download the Cash App and enter the referral code BARSTOOL, you'll now receive $10 and the Cash App will now send $10 to ASPCA. Download the Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Do it. Do it. We love the Cash App. We're presented by the Cash App. Thank you, Cash App. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Part of My Take, presented by the Cash App. Go download it right now. You get $10 for free using code Barstool. You get $10 to the ASPCA using code Barstool. Today is Friday, November 8th. And Phil Rivers just threw another interception. Something tells me that John Gruden is not going to be gassing up Phil Rivers after this game. So we're taping this in the middle of the third quarter. Uh, and essentially, 
Phil Rivers has thrown eight picks. Like, six of them have been called back. It's a neck-and-neck game. The black hole is buzzing. But mm-hmm. more than anything, PFT, it's a fullback game. It's a fullback off. We are all gritnesses tonight. Not only is it a fullback off, but it's a Wisconsin fullback yes. off. The cradle of grit. We've got Alec Ingold on, uh, on the Raiders. Scored a touchdown on a beautiful spider 2 Y banana. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Watt brother, our favorite Watt brother, yes. Derek. DJ yes. Watt. DJ yes. Watt's playing for the Chargers. DJ Watt. So, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. Also a great uniform game. Yes, it is. The, the, the silver, uh, all silver white versus the powder blues. The black hole is buzzing. It's just great to have Phil Rivers' stupid face and John Gruden's even stupider face and Mark Davis's extra stupid face all Wait, in one watch, stadium. Watch it. Watch it. They're just the you're sweetest just saying, faces ever. You're saying that about, about Mark Davis just because he has such a high haircut that there's more face for you to judge. Would it be weird if I like took um, maybe got like a really nice high-res photo of all three of their faces and put it prominently in my house? I was going to say just make them into one. Like if they were a thruple and had a baby, <laughs> what would it come out looking like? We should do okay idea here someone make sure we do this maybe triggs can do it for us we need to have a uh like last supper jesus's last supper but with all the stupid faces mm-hmm. yeah that there are would a lot be of them. so good and we just, could come up with so many stupid faces just jim caldwell staring directly yes. into the camera yes uh-huh. please idea triggs you're probably listening to this it will take time we understand take your time but we'll make a list for you of the all-time dumbest faces I don't want to say there's some friends that we probably shouldn't put on there. Who are you gonna say? Just no, no, no. initials. I'm not T- gonna say it. TC. No, 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 no. TC. He has had faces that I've taken pictures. Joe Buck's big head. Tom Coughlin. Yes, Tom Coughlin. That's exactly. what you meant. Yep. Tom Coughlin. Um, so we're gonna have the face off, and uh, ooh, maybe we put Nick Cage and John Travolta in there too. I like that. To really the, pull it in all the background. The last, Pretty much that the would be a great football painting. Yeah, the shittiest painting of all time. Yeah. We're going to have it prominently in our studio. And instead of like loaves and fishes or whatever was on the table, it's just cans of paint that all these football and footballs, guys are drinking. Yeah. 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 Split in half. Okay. Speaking of fullbacks, PFT, we, we teased this on Wednesday. Uh, we have the Low Man Trophy coming up. It's yes. going to be the week before the Heisman. We'll do a live show and everything. It is the nation's best fullback. But... You have gone out to the panel, mm-hmm. and you have the initial finalists? The leadership council of, okay. of the fullback, The lead blockership council of the fullbacks. And on that list, it's an esteemed council. Not only do we have Hank on there, we've got John Kuhn. We've got Hank Dan- Fernelli. Danny Vitale. Yeah, Hank Fernelli. We've got uh, uh, Anthony Sherman from the Chiefs. We've got Jacob Hester from LSU and from the NFL. You. Me on there. Allstott. And Lorenzo Neal, among others. I'm, I'm going to leave some out for now. But here's the initial list for college football's top fullback, okay? Torrey Carter from LSU. Mm-hmm. John Chenal from Wisconsin. Now, here's the thing about Wisconsin fullbacks. I'm probably mispronouncing Chenal, but John Chenal, whatever it is. We've got three different Wisconsin fullbacks on the list because Mike Allstott also wrote in Alec Ingold. That's good. So I'm including Alec Ingold. He's eligible. Alec Ingold, John Chenal, Adam Prentice from Colorado State, A.G. Dillon from Boston College. Kagan Baldtree from Texas A&M, Darius Bradwell from Tulane, Connor Slomka from Army, Slomka from Army, Ben Mason, the returning champion, Ooh. the champion even though he's a defensive tackle, he's gotten in at fullback. He fumbled. We're not talking about that. Okay. Not, he's, all, he's a good blocker too. He's awesome. Richie Worship from Purdue, Brady Ross from Iowa, Mason Stoke, he's the other Wisconsin guy, Kyle Pollard from South Carolina, Jake Jackson from Utah, 
Sandin, you're, you're John Rothsteining us right now. Sandin McCoy <laughs> from Army. These are the finalists. Yeah. They, no, no, this is the watch list. This is the watch list. Hey, hey, this, this is how we get buzz going for the trophy. Jeremiah Hall is a hundred people. Jeremiah Hall from OU is the last one on there. But the watch list is big, so hopefully they'll retweet it or they'll find out about. It. Give us some promotion. Then we narrow it down to our final group. Whoever of, retweets it the most. Whoever retweets it the most gets into that final group of five. And then we announced the winner the week before the Heisman Trophy. Okay. So very proud of the Lillman Trophy. We need to make another another actual trophy for it because I don't know what happened to our tire or the beer can or the nail that it we It didn't used. make the move. It did not. did not make the move from the old office. Okay, so that is our, our low man watch list. We have, uh, by the way, we're on barstoolgold.com slash PMT, barstoolgold.com slash PMT. So we should do a week nine, week 10 preview. It would actually be funny if we did like a week nine preview and just got every game exactly right. Just go back and yeah, and and it was like a litmus test to see how many listeners listen to this high on Fridays. Ooh. And they're like, "What? I like that. That's I like crazy. that idea a lot." Yeah, we can. I predict that there will be a black cat that runs across the field in at least one primetime game. Oh this shit! Week. Yeah, that'd really? be crazy, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be. And crazy. Then we can trap it and make Hank. It's a shame they it. can't find it. It's yeah. Schrodinger's cat. It's both alive and dead at the same time. We don't know where it is. That cat got uh, a little too hot. Like people, the, the statement that there's not 300 cats at Meadowlands, mm -hmm. I don't buy it. Anytime you have to say there aren't 300 cats in our building, like 600. There's, yeah, there's a shitload of cats in your building. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So let's get to our week 10 preview, including a little LSU Bama talk. We are brought to you by BetMGM. It is PMT's home for sports betting this year. You can download the app, deposit, and check out lines from anywhere, but you need to be located in New Jersey to place your bets. Every week, we've been running special offers for our AWLs. This Friday at 8 a.m., BetMGM is giving all the users who already signed up through Barstool a free $10 bet. That's right, a free $10 bet. So if you've already signed up and it's after 8 a.m., Go up, go open up your BetMGM account and use your free bet this weekend. If you're in New Jersey and haven't signed up, go download the app and use bonus code PMT to get in on the action. You'll get a $500 risk-free bet. Use code PMT, $500 risk-free bet. Our friends at uh, BetMGM price up a few special bets for us every single weekend. You'll be able to find them under Barstool Specials each week. We've got the My Can't Lose Parlay, PFT's Primetime Field Goals, and they're going to boost both, so over three and a half field goals on the Sunday and Monday night games. Take that free $10 bet and put it on one of our specials. So what they did this week was they said if either one of those hits, oh. the Sunday night or the Monday night primetime game, if either of the over three and a half field goals hits, then it's a win. Me likey. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, my can't lose parlay. Are you ready for it? Hit me. Okay. Did it lose last week? It did. Okay. Uh, it's plus... 300. It's plus 252, but they're boosting it to plus 300. So three to one odds. Have you thought about renaming it? What? The can't lose parlay? What? The uh, sometimes loses, usually, sometimes wins. Usually will lose parlay. Nah. The, st the statistically do parlay. No, because when you say can't lose, people are like, whoa, that really can't lose. Okay. Plus 300 PFT. Who we got? We got the Saints. Easy. Mm -hmm. Falcons. Easy. Ravens against the Bengals. Easy. Easy. This is all money line. Yes. And then the juicy one, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to beat the Rams outright. Interesting. That's uh, a plus. It That's is, a plus. It's a plus bet. You had to sprinkle one of those in there. Yep. In, I, I don't agree, but I will pretend to agree for the sake of the parlay. Okay. That's I'm going to bet it. Yeah. Larry's on the opposite side of one of those bets. Okay. Well, we'll find out in the next. Oh, no. We're in the ad read. Uh, he has the Rams. Good okay. call. 
Must be 21 or older. Must be in New Jersey to place bets. Restrictions apply. Visit playmgm.com for the full list of terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, week 10 preview starts now. Mitch Trubisky turned off all the TVs. Yep. No distractions. No distractions in Hallis Hall. I actually don't mind this. No, it's so it's a, it's right out of the Soviet playbook. It's what they used to do in Chernobyl, which turned out really well. Cut out all communications to the outside. Focus on what's going on in house. Control the message. Listen. So it's it's Chernobyl. Five point six yards per attempt. Not great. Not terrible. Did you just throw that stat in there? What was that stat? I, that's like three point six on the on the Geiger scale. Okay. When they were okay. Measuring. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say five point six yards attempt. Mitch is definitely not averaging that. I think that's about. You're thinking yards per completion. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So Mitch Trubisky turning off TVs. First of all, he got a little misquoted. It was a little – what happens when a season goes to dumpster fire mode, every story becomes like, ooh, the season's a dumpster fire. How can we fit this into the to the dumpster? We're just throwing trash into the dumpster. So I'm pretty sure he just was like, we're trying to keep outside distractions out of this building. Yep. It became Mitch Trubisky is walking around Hallis Hall with a remote in his hand, literally turning off every single TV. Mm-hmm. You're, I agree with you. If you are a sports fan, if you are a quarterback who is maybe not the guy in Chicago, you have a very relatable moment where if bad news is happening on the TV, you turn it off. If your team loses, the most relatable thing all sports fans can get behind. When your team loses a big game, you don't watch Sports Center for nope. the next week. Nope. You don't consume media. When your team is losing or you have a bet that's losing, if you have an under and it's going over, you turn that fucker off and you pretend it never happened. That might be the the worst part about your team losing a game is the fact that you say that you're not going to watch any sports on TV all week. You're yeah. not going to watch any highlights or recaps. It's like, I can't tune in to get up tomorrow morning you can't and even, listen to – I can't look at Mike Greenberg's face because he's going to say something bad about my team. You can't even watch the like whatever shitty college basketball game is on because you know that like Scott Van Pelt will pop up at halftime and be like, hey, more from the big win uh-huh. for you know the, the Eagles, how they came over the double doink. And, and I'll like, take – shit. I take that back. I'll always look at Greeny's face. But most most people wouldn't. And yes. I, I think you, you touched upon something that's definitely true about like shitty sports teams and what happens once they start to become just a, a trash heap in the middle of the season is the reporters kind of lean into that. Yes. And they're like, what other bad stuff it's is happening? Circus. I think a good term for that is a dumpster hunt. They yeah. go on a dumpster hunt to find the dumpster fires that are, that are starting to percolate around the team. Khalil Mack's not giving out candy. Yep. Mitch Trubisky's turning off TVs. Matt Nagy's saying he's not an idiot and having them throw eggs around. It all just adds up, and mm-hmm. it all becomes this stupid thing where the Bears season is an utter disappointment and everyone should be fired. But here's where it becomes really embarrassing. This is the zone that you don't ever want to be in. I got an email today from Brett Hogan. Uh, don't know who Brett Hogan is. He said, hi, with news of Mitchell Trubisky wanting to turn off the television in the Bears facility because of the negative criticism he's receiving – Cam Soda has offered to provide him and the rest of the Chicago Bears with a fun alternative. The leading adult entertainment streaming platform is offering to provide the Bears with VIP accounts to its site to chat with models who will talk about anything but football. Maybe this will be the motivation they need to get a W on Sunday. Mm. I have replied to Brett and asked for my own VIP so I can talk about something other than the Bears. I will let you know if that happens. Just so that you can also make sure that it's something good that the Bears should look into. You want to make sure that the quality is high. There is a certain level in sports, like bad season, 
terrible season, dumpster fire, porn press release. Mm-hmm. That's the final level. You know what? If the Can't Lose Parlay loses again, they should give us... <laughs> porn press release? Yeah, they should give us one of those. So on Monday, we don't have to talk about the Can't Lose Parlay. We can just watch women strip on a, on a small laptop. Yeah, hey, hey, Big Cat, I heard you, you, you keep losing your Can't Lose Parlay. We would like to offer you $100,000 to have sex with three women for 15 seconds. Mm, you're probably not worried about a playoff seed anymore, but you can worry about shooting one all over your desk. <laughs> How, here, it's, it's week 11. Time for a big comeback. Mm-hmm. Big Cat, would you like to p- star in your own porn? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I would consider doing that for the right offer. Yeah. I you put it out I there. I mean, anyone can be bought. Yeah. I mean, I'm, what is it? It's, I'm just doing the same thing I would be doing anyways. There happens to be 50,000 people watching. I it. would do it if they if they promised to put in the Price is Right sad trombone at the end. <laughs> yeah. Right as I nutted. Either way, the porn press release is the final level. That's the final boss of your season being shitty. So that's where the Bears are. The other thing I wanted to note, if we wanted to just go to another shitty game, uh, well, actually, let's start with this. PFT, do you have any that's, loser leaves? That's towns? kind of a loser leaves town for Detroit. Yeah, if Detroit loses, they're done. Yes, Don Chain will hang heavy around the neck of MVP Matt Stafford if they if they can't beat the Bears. I don't see a real loser leaves town game. I think you could maybe throw in the Rams Steelers, just knowing that uh, it would be tough for the Rams to make up the ground in the NFC West if they go to five and four, and similar to the Steelers if they go to four and five. Uh-huh. But I feel like both those teams will still have at least a shot at you were You, know, you were addicted it. to saying that the Steelers are going to make the oh, playoffs. Oh, I'm still. I you, put them in my can't-lose part. I know. You were I addicted to the Steelers the this week. Uh, the Ram, I'm addicted to their defense. I, I think the Rams will make the playoffs. That just might be me thinking back to last year when they were Correct. really good. Correct. So that's my dumb brain thinking Correct. it's 2018 again. But I do think that they'll make the playoffs even if they lose this game. Okay, so the other game that I wanted to touch on before we get to our picks, uh, the toilet bowl, Giants versus Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay. The litter box. The litter box. I have a quote from Pat Shermer that I love. You ready for it? Yes. So Dan Duggan, who I think is a reporter for the Giants, said uh, he was. they were at the press conference, and Pat Shermer, when asked uh, how the losing wears on him, he replied, I'm built for this. Built loser. That's tough, dude. I came out of the wound with a big, with a L-shaped birthmark on my chest. Like, I really only feel comfortable when I'm a disaster. Well, let's see. He's coached for who? The Browns? Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. Who else did Pat Shermer coach He was on for? the Vikings for a while. They were actually good when he was there. But he was a, he was a quarterback's coach yeah, yeah, or a yeah, coordinator yeah, yeah. for them. Um, so, but here's, here's where it gets worse, PFT. Dan Duggan also included this in his tweet. Ben McAdoo three weeks before he was fired from from the New York Giants, Mm -hmm. talking about losing, I'm built for this. Oh, God. A calm doesn't suit me, a storm does. So there is precedent here when the Giants coach says they are built for losing, their days are numbered. That's a bad thing to say. Is yes. to just be like, I'm. I, I have the face of a loser. <laughs> I am used. If you want to hire me to coach your losing football team to be a big bunch of losers that don't win, I'm your guy. <laughs> you just these are. I don't understand how these guys can keep making these mistakes in PR. Like when Matt Nagy says, "I'm not an idiot." Yeah, dude. You probably are now. Mm-hmm. When when Pat Trevor says losing, I'm built for this. When Freddie Kitchen says, "I'm still learning on the job." Don't say what that. Don't say that phrase, Freddie. Don't, Don't say, do that. The one good thing about this game, it's great for those of us that live in New York. 
that are sick of having two games Correct. taken over by the Jets and the Giants each weekend. At least we're combining them into one that we all are forced to watch. Yeah, that we can just kind of ignore that whole screen. Um, all right, should we do some picks? Yes. Uh, Hank, why don't you start with your favorite? I'm going to go against you and your love for the Steelers because I've seen how this plays out. It's definitely, yeah, I, I think there is a, a sense of like, it's not just you being sharp. I think there's something else where you're just addicted to loving the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So based off that fact alone, I'm going to take the Rams. It's You're not wrong. There's something about, I think it's the colors. I think it's when their defense plays well. I think it's the Yinzers and my love for Yinzers. When the Steelers start getting frisky, I buy in so hard for them. So I'm fading Steel Cat. Okay. Okay. What's the weather going to be like in Pittsburgh? Because 44 and cloudy. 44. Mm, that might be weather. cold. Might be cold for our buddy from SoCal, Jared Goff. Oh, don't say that. It might be cold. That's all I'm what saying. The, what the heck, PFT? <laughs> I'm just saying it might be cold. <laughs> That's our guy. All right, PFT. What's your favorite? My favorite is Green Bay by oh. five and a half. Uh, Even from what Warren Sharp's about to tell us? Well, yeah, because... <laughs> a little teaser. Cali bro Kyle Allen. I know he's not from Cali. He's from Texas and Arizona. But this is another cold weather game. Oh, that it's, is what he told us. Yeah, it's yeah, snowing. Yeah. It's snowing in Lambeau <laughs> right now. It There's a 25% chance of snow for Sunday. So we could have our first I Love Cocaine snow game. I'm, yes. I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm betting against uh, the warm weather guy in that one. Okay. Sprinkle the money line. On the favorite for that, too. Okay. Um, I'm going to, with my favorite, this is a really stupid pick, but I'm doing it. I just I get addicted to teams that are on their last gasp, and it's like they have to win. I'm taking the Browns minus three. Mm-hmm. It's like you just – I'll just keep going last gasp. I think I took them last week as my favorite. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably lose at least three more times with the Browns being like, that was their they last can't gasp. lose this one. Yeah, it was their last gasp last week, right? Right. This is like the fart getting rid of all the air that's still in their body, but the, the corpse is still warm. It's a it's a big problem of mine. I just think of the desperate team, and I'm like, well, they have to win eventually. Uh, Hank, your underdog. Underdog is the Falcons. Really? Okay. If I was going to do a little sprinkling this weekend on a money Speaking line, last gasp. it would be on the Falcons. Falcons okay. on the road. Okay. Dome team, though. So it's Dome. basically That's like true. a home It's like game. a home game. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, PFT, your underdog. My underdog is Pittsburgh, plus 3.5. I'm not, I'm not going money on line, it. but I, th- I think they lose Wait, by Wait, that's mine, too. I Get think, in on it. Really? Yeah. yeah. So you're all in on the Steelers this week. Yep, everything. Okay. Do it. I'll lose everything. I'll, I'll lose everything on the Steelers this week. I don't care. Look at my face. I don't care. All right, Hank. Is. Uh, my is over? Yes going to be Browns Bills. I feel like that's a defensive touchdown, wonky game, Your some, fav- oh, some wonky. crazy shit happens. Wonky, huh? Yeah. Okay. So defensive touchdown, defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown, one of their quarterbacks is going to throw so an ugly two interception. 21. Yeah. Where so the other Where's the other coming from? Touchdowns. Baker, OBJ, long long connection. Okay, that's uh-huh. four. Another defensive touchdown. Five and a Nick Chubb run. Six. Six. Okay, got, we, got, we got there. We added it all up. Now, Hank, that's kind of bullshit how you're saying that. No, I'm that just saying you just need one our, or two, two defensive touchdowns to mix it up. But it, there goes classic guest bashing Hank saying that one of our two favorite recurring guests will throw a pick six. No, I just think the Bills defense is really good. Baker's hand might be broken. That's why he's not playing so mm-hmm. well. Is there? That's a rumor that I said out loud as a total rumor, and Hank was in the room. So he's Hank's reporting Are that you right reporting now. that? From sources. Are you reporting that Baker Mayfield might have a broken hand? From from sources. Okay. Wow. Okay. It would explain his bad play. <sighs> Wasn't even good enough for my blind dog to report. So Damn, Hank's all over. Hank will run with it. You 
that's why we need the cat. Yeah. To get all the scoops that Leroy, as a journalist, Ooh. won't even run. Yeah, the shittiest <laughs> people scoops People really long. get mad because it's a cat. It's not like there's the lovable, like, oh, it's a dog, so it's cute, whatever. Right, they would uh, just be like, fuck this cat. Damn. Uh, my over is going to be Jets Giants in in the litter box okay. of MetLife. Um, I was thinking, what do you think the, the combined spread on an all-star New York team against an all-star Los Angeles team would be? Mm. I think L.A. would be favored by by six and a half. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm trying to think. Quarterback in New the, York? Uh, Wildcat. They run the Wildcat. No, I'd say more because think about Get how it? fucking good. Yeah, think about how good the defensive line for the L.A. team would be. Yeah, that would be sick. Aaron Donald, Ingram, Bosa, yep. Dante Fowler. Like, that would be – Sam Donald and Daniel Jones would both die. Yeah, they'd be seeing a lot of ghosts. Yes. Um, all right, my over – I'm going to take cards bucks over 52. Fuck it. Bruce Arians' revenge game, he's going to run it up. Cliff Kingsbury – Revenge game. He's going to run it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just going to run it up. His what's he revenge? I'm game sure against? Cliff Kingsbury has dated a stripper in Tampa Bay and then had like you know a messy a bad break, breakup. Yeah, a messy yeah. breakup between those yes, two. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, two not great defenses. Yeah, I like it. I like. Let's it. do it. Uh, Hank, you're under Titans Chiefs. Titans Chiefs. Ooh, I have that as well. Same Z's, twin Z's. Mahomes is starting. Probably. Maybe. Maybe not. He could have started last week. Did you see how fast he ran on, onto the field to celebrate? Yeah, he was really fast. A little bounce in his step. Okay. Uh, Nick Wright said today that the Chiefs have already lost their last game of the season. They're going to go on a run. Well, I did see a tweet. I forget who, who put it out, but it was saying that Andy Reid always goes on runs. Not you know, not no, jogging, so not exercise. We know. So it was a mis- so one time you don't have to clarify It was that. a misleading tweet to begin with, but it listed the last, I think, five seasons that he had out in Kansas City, and there was a point during the year where he went on at least a 5-0 and run. Ooh. And this year, the run hasn't has not yet begun. So they're ready for the so run. So Andy Reid is at the starting line. He's stretching. He's been just eating power bars this mm-hmm. entire time and drinking a shitload of electrolytes. Yes. Just sugars and, and getting his, uh, his uh, stamina up. Okay, your under? My under is Atlanta, New Orleans. This is my platinum under. Mm. This is my platinum. If you put platinum in front of anything. How many stars? Falcons are going to be scoring Plat- a lot. They're going to win nope. the game. This is my platinum six-star under. Nice. That's on a scale of five, so Whoa. you know it's good. Uh, it's only $100 to sign what's up. The start of ball? Tout <laughs> what's the start-of-ball conversion rate? My start-of-ball, one. No, like what is a star in equivalence to balls? A star equals one-and-a-half balls. Ooh. Okay. So this is a lot of balls. This We're talking balls like the ball eight balls almost in this game. I like it. I don't know how Atlanta's going to respond under their interim coach uh, that is taking them over this week. Oh, wait. No, it's still Dan Quinn. Yeah, it's yeah, still Dan Quinn. Dan That's Quinn be... still hasn't been fired. How is that possible? If the... I actually have it on my face. <laughs> if the Saints were smart, you know what they do? They'd let the Falcons beat them by 50 this week mm-hmm. just to maybe have Dan Quinn stick around next year. Yes. Maybe. Yes. That's what you should do. You've got some room to play with if you're New Orleans. Um, we have more NFL talk coming up with Warren Sharp. We preview the weekend with him as well. Remember, BetMGM is the home for PMT this football season. So if you're in New Jersey and have already gotten in on the action, go open the app and take advantage of your free $10 bet. Okay, fantasy fuckboys, Hank, go. What's up, boys? It's Yo. Carmine Fal- Falcone, my stardom is your engines. Cause it's yeah. fantasy fuckboys season and I'm fucking ready to roll. Wait, Wait your stardom is f- this? Your engines. Your Get engines. your engines started cause it's fantasy fuckboys time. My stardom is crimson tide. I prefer my tides to be high or low, not fucking red. 
certainly not in relation to an elephant. Mm, what no. about Tide Pods? Gold Ooh. fucking tigers. Look like some little raviolis. And yeah. my sleeper is leaving beers outside to get naturally refrigerated. Hell yeah. It's as primal as it gets and Bro. it saves you a few bucks yes. for beers. Bro. Outside beers. Outside beers. Yeah. the best. But you ever drink a Bush Camo beer oh. and pull out the snow? Talk yeah. to you, bro. Yeah, I used to buy 30 packs just to get the orange one. Fuck yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yo, what's up? This is, uh, I'm Eli the Cat. Uh, oh, what's I'm, up, Eli? What's up, fucking Ram, pussy ass Ram, bitch? Ram, Fuck Ram. you. I'm going to piss all over your house, Hank. My, I'm starting this week balls of yarn. Yeah, uh, I'm not talking about what's swinging in between Vic Fangio's pussy little legs. I'm talking about playing with a fucking ball of yarn with your retractable little claws, ripping into an old-fashioned toy. It's nobody's business. I'm sitting Todd Gurley, that fraud motherfucker. He's not a cat owner. He thinks he's a cat owner. He's just a, he's a cat agent is what he is. You ain't a cat fan, so you had to pick my shit up with your bare hands and throw it out. My sleeper's laser pointers. <laughs> Laser, laser pointers? Laser pointers. Always a great time. Not just for snipers anymore. I love fucking playing with a laser pointer. I'll, I'll stalk that bitch like a pouncy brother you never heard of before. Oh, damn. Don't break up the pouncies. Is that it? Uh, that's it. That's my sleeper. Right. Also, I'm going to take it. My sleeper is actually catnap. <laughs> my, all right, guys. What's up? It's Mac. Aroni. My stardom is CBS music. Dun, 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 Get ready for Saturday afternoon. I'm so excited for the big game. Gonna watch that music. Hoping Vern Lundquist is somewhere having a great time. I, I miss, miss you, Vern. I miss you. I miss your little fat little cheeks, Uncle Vern. My sitem is sitting stars. Load management. Kawhi's just sitting for no reason, but everyone's sitting and everyone's mad and everyone's debating. And I don't give a fuck. Kawhi's injured. Yeah. They try unplugging him and plugging him back in again. Oh, not November. My sleeper is Dan Quinn. He's on fire. Weird. Weird. That's fucked up. Really fucking weird. Yeah. All right. That's fans and fuck boys. We got to clean up a couple things. One, I'm so sick of load management Twitter. Mm-hmm. Especially like in our, in our, what are we, November? Well, we're well ha- it makes sense in November. But. Yeah, but this is like the ultimate boomer debate. Fucking okay. Larry Bird and Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson wouldn't take a night off. Who the They're fuck? playing against plumbers, though. Who so cares? Were they? Different. Were they playing? And also, let's not degrade plumbers here on the show. Plumbers. Yeah. I mean, they pull their pants down further than LeBron James mm-hmm. in the pregame warmup. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm. I don't like people saying like, "Oh, you know, the guys back in the day, they were used car salesmen. They were they were construction. No, they were actually professional basketball players too back then." They just weren't as good as Michael Jordan. Did you see our boy Trey's tweet today? What? He posted one of those clips. It was like the classic boomer. Like, if you if, if you think load, like, complaining about load management, look at what these guys did back in the day. And it was a clip of, like, the 90s and 80s basketball and just people getting mauled. Oh, it was Rex uh, Chapman. But yeah, there yeah. was, like, there was two shots that were made. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. it was, like, a, clearly a compilation of all the fouls. My problem but is, like, like it, wasn't, it wasn't real basketball. Here's what I don't understand. Like, we're debating this, but... Aren't, don't we debate like all that matters is rings, yeah. and if you don't have a ring, like nothing else matters. Like that's it, basically every debate boils down to rings, but right? We, we want our players to go through hell before they get right. There. So what I where I get confused is it feels like the people who are complaining about basketball getting soft and everyone sitting are also the people who are like rings matter the most, and sitting guys and load management have shown to work. In getting the ring. I don't think that people like Colin Coward would be hypocrites. I'm not by <laughs> you're saying that people on TV are saying one thing but also saying another thing that contradicts right. it. It's crazy. The whole the whole argument is freaking crazy to like watch this and be like, wait, but don't you care only about who wins in the end of the season? 
we're not really into load management season until an angry dad writes an open letter to a player yes. saying, like, I bought seven tickets for my five sons my son, to go to a game. We traveled from Omaha. Yeah, to see, to see LeBron James play once in this building. Uh, that's when we really get into the, the nuts and bolts of it. But I, I agree. I think load management, it's, they it's, a bunch, ne- it's a load of crap. It is. They should <sighs> never come up with the term load management. They should yeah. just say, like, rest day. Yeah. It's a rest day for them. Right. Injured reserve. But when you, you know that already is a thing. When you try to make it sound way more technical than it really is, that's when you open a door for people to come at you. I agree with that. Yeah, you're right. Load management definitely, when people talk, and also it just doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like saying, oh, he's got a, a thigh contusion. Yeah, Just right. say that he's got a bad bruise. Turf toe. Yeah. Turf well, toe. I, turf toe is really serious. Yeah, turf toe is very just serious. Just cut it off if I ever get turf but toe. But no one thinks it's serious, but it is serious. Right. Um, and the other thing, we got to talk about LSU Alabama. Yeah. I'm excited. I think LSU is going to, at bare minimum, score a touchdown for the first time in two years, three years. I agree with that. And then I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win outright. Absolutely. Yes, let's go. And it's go- it should be a fun game, too. It's not oh. going to be the 9-6 to six game that we saw in 2011. It was just field goals. And I had the over. You had the over in that. But I swear to God, they moved the ball. But you know what? That is a classic game. I would rather have the over in that game because I still remember watching it. And remembering how great those defenses are, so if you if you lose on an over, it might as well be a, a historically inept offensive game. Yes, um, yeah, no, no, it's, it's a good like story. The Super to tell. Bowl. It's like the Super Bowl. I lost the Super Bowl over by forty five points, right? And that's the story, right? Imagine uh, you at the water cooler in two thousand eleven <laughs> the next day. Um, the visualizing Coach O in the post game press in the post game like on the field. If LSU wins, I don't think I can smile harder. No. I don't think I can smile wider. Like, that is the greatest visualization I've ever had. It would be magical. It would be it, beyond magical. And and they told him, like, he should whisper to Nick Saban. There was a caller on his radio show that said, Coach O, if you win, you should whisper in Nick Saban's ear, there's a new sheriff in town during the half to, or during the, the post game handshake. First of all, I don't think Coach O has ever whispered anything. No. I don't think that he, he's no. like a back. He might slap on his back and say something. Um, but I I agree with you. That would be a transcendental moment in college football. Oh, I need it. I it, need it. It would we be amazing. It. The lights, the the lights at night, or the early dusk, everything. sparkling off Coach O's forehead. Everything. It's just beautiful to just think about. Uh-huh. So we need that so so bad. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a great game. It should be one of the best games of the year. And whoever loses this game, there's still a path. There's yeah, still oh a path, yeah, right? big time. Big More time. of a path for LSU if they lose it than for Alabama if they lose Because Alabama has played, what, Little Sisters of the Poor? Who else did they play? Um, Northwest. Pro- whatever school the water boy went to, yep. they beat them by they've, 20. Yeah, they've played no one. So, yeah, this – it's still alive, but they, well, LSU actually that's not true. If it's not a close game, then it's dead. Like if one of these teams gets blown out, it's 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 curtains. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Like if one team loses by twenty plus, which I don't think is going to happen, I don't. They're not getting back in it. And if Alabama wins, I don't even think we're getting a smirk out of Nick Saban. No, fuck that. If Alabama wins, I'm so sick of that. That was the third field goal of the night right there. They just got hit. There you go. It PFC. is seventeen twenty, and we've got twenty five seconds 17, left in the third. Um, all right, let's get to our interviews. Let's start with Coach Herm Edwards. Awesome interview. Pumps you up like no one can. And we're brought to you by, well, we're through week nine, and the season is flying by. Not sure if we're determined that we're into Fat Boy Fall. 
Christian girl autumn or just cuffing season, but one big thing we can all agree on, crispy boy season is still in full effect. Bud Light is the crispiest, and so rather than spending an entire ad reminding you that crispy boys are crisp, Bud Light is giving the other half of its ad read to small businesses. This week's winner is Dirty Bird Energy Soaps, who reminds that Dirty Bird Soap is the best soap to freshen up after a long day of tailgating and goes perfectly with a crisp, cold, Bud Light Shower Beer. Dirty Bird Soap, all-natural soaps for an active lifestyle. For a chance for your small business to be featured, simply tweet or DM at Bud Light and add for your business. Make us laugh and make it stand out and make sure it includes the words crisp and Bud Light. Hank. This team was Herm Edwards' main rival when he was a player. Ooh, uh, the Giants. Patriots. No. Cowboys. Yes. Cowboys. Eagles, Cowboys. All right. So Larry has the Cowboys. Go check out. uh, Tweet at Bud Light or DM uh, at Bud Light and add for your business. Make us laugh. Make it stand out. Make sure it includes the word crisp and Bud Light. Thank you to Bud Light, our wonderful sponsor. Okay. Here he is, Coach Herm Edwards. Okay, we now welcome on a very special guest. It is the head coach of your Arizona State Sun Devils, Herm Edwards. Uh, coach, we're going to call you coach throughout this interview, if that's okay. That's the first question. You're fine. Okay. You're good. All right, first question. Have we uh, come to terms with the fact that you are coaching the Sun Devils and you said as a religious man you got to watch out for those devils? Yeah, well, I, I think if you guys have known – who I am and, and how I have fun with the media. Um, that was more joking than anything else. So I think some people actually said, does he even know that the Sun Devils are like the logo? Mm-hmm. And I had to remind people that actually Frank Cush actually recruited me out of high school Ooh. to come to Arizona. So okay. we're good. Okay, so so that actually brings up a, a bigger point that I wanted to ask you. Um, sure. that when you took the job, there was a lot of people being like, hey, why is he leaving this – very nice gig at ESPN. He's great on TV. He's going to go back and recruit and get in living rooms. So what, what, what did draw you back to coaching, and what made you want to go back to college, not NFL? Well, coaching the Under Armour All-American game for about eight years, uh, a lot of those high school athletes, five-star kids I, I coached, and, and it had to be the right place for me to, to even consider coming back. Um, Ray was a good friend, the AD, and – and Dr. Crow was the president here. And we all have the same vision of, of really trying to um, build student athletes uh, in, in a way where when they leave this university, uh, they're ready for the world. Uh, most of these guys will not be professional football players, as you guys know. Um, but I wanted to give back to football. And this was my way of giving back. You know, it's meant so much to me. I've been very fortunate my whole life. I've been in football. Never had a job, guys. Uh, high school player, college player. Uh, professional player, then a coach, and then put some makeup on like you guys do, and don't look like you guys have a lot on today. And <laughs> nope. talk to folks. This right? is as pretty so, as we get right now. Yeah, of alpha, that's okay. It's good. You guys look looking good, man. By the way, Love so it. you know, I just wanted to give back, and it's been it's been a blessing, and, and I'm enjoying it to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. You do seem like a world champion recruiter, like somebody that would come into a living room and kind of uh, command you you command attention uh, when you're when you're speaking with people. When you're out on the recruiting trail. Who is the most important person to recruit on a visit? Is it the player? Is it the mom? Is it the dad? Is it grandma? Is it the little brother? Who is it? It, it, It's mom and grandma. There's no doubt about that now. I mean, it's always mom and grandma because, remember, that's their baby. You know, they're about to allow him to leave home, and who's going to watch over him now? 
he becomes, you know, a little bit of your family when he comes to university. And they want to know the man in charge, is he going to make sure that he's in good hands? And then that's critical. And, and it should be because that's a big decision for a young college uh, high school kid going to college, regardless of where he goes, who, who is going to influence him for the next four, four or five years? Now, when you uh, do go into the living room, do you take? Are you a shoes on, shoes off guy? How does that work? According to the home, I always ask. I wipe my shoes off and say, you know, shoes on, shoes off, and they'll tell me. Okay. If they off, I take them off. I always have clean socks on, by the way. Okay. Now, if you if you uh, know that you might be taking your shoes off, have you thought about maybe doing like a little pitch on the sh- on the socks? So maybe like a message to the player or like maybe a play that's like, so you say you're recruiting this big wide receiver and you're like, Hey, look, here's our goal line package. You're featured. And it's written on my socks. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I thought of that. Yeah. But you make sure the only way you can do that though, is have white socks. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Or just a picture of the player's face. I got a guy. I've got this socks collection now, so I don't have a lot of white socks. They're only gym socks. That's true. How many people, Home, I generally don't wear white socks. How many pairs of socks That's do you own? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> all those socks I had on television, you guys know all those socks I used to have? Yeah. People <laughs> send me socks. They used to send me socks. I was like, oh, where are my <laughs> you wear my socks? I don't wear socks with faces on them, though. Okay. Faces and animals, I don't wear those type of socks. That's not me. Okay. They get stretched out a little bit, and sometimes if you're trying to yeah. impress somebody, it's like, hey, oh. my face doesn't look like that. Yeah. You know what? I, you know what I learned too about getting stretched out. I mean, the same thing with those tattoos. You know, yeah. you start off here when you're young, and before you know it, they're down on your forearm. Yes, uh-huh. true. Very good point. So, <laughs> coach, you give you give excellent pep talks. I used to watch you on ESPN, and they would just have you just give a pep talk to the audience, the viewing audience at yeah. home. But I want to know who does Herm Edwards go to when Herm Edwards needs a pep talk? Mm. I go to my wife. She's, she's really hard now. She's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's kind of sits just like it is, you know. She says, what are you doing? She says, what, what, what are you doing? I mean, you know, my wife is, you know, she's a football fan. And I can I, I give you guys this story. So when I left Tampa to come up and take the Jets' job, right, and we played Peyton Manning the first game of the season. And Peyton Manning kind of has our way with us, right? He throws touchdowns and, you know, we can't, can't really slow him down. And so – then we were in Long Island. We were up at Hofstra, so we used to catch the bus and, you know, and you had to go back after the game. It was like a road game almost. We'd stay down in the city, so we'd get on the bus to go back. And so she's sitting next to me, and she looks, and she kind of hits me in the, in the rib. She says, um, I thought you were a defensive coach. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She says, they don't tackle. They miss tackles. She says, you better fix the defense. I said, honey, it was paid man. She said, it doesn't matter. We're in Tampa. No one ever scored over 10 points. She says, what is all this stuff? She says, you need to fix the defense. So that's, she's the one. There you she's go. The one gets your, your toughest critic. So uh, yeah. speaking of that, uh, your time in Tampa, your time in the NFL, who is the most talented player you've coached and then maybe on top of that who is the guy who you feel like you got the most out of or maybe not the most talent but played above his uh, talent okay uh probably the most talented player um it was my days actually in 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 kansas city we had a guy by the name of dale carter mm-hmm. defensive back first round pick out of tennessee uh, he's most talented player i've ever coached i mean he was unbelievable um probably the guy that got the most out of his ability um, he's a real good friend. Um, actually, we're the godparents of his daughter. Uh, he's the godparents of our son, Marcus, is John Lynch. 
Okay. Yeah. Great player. The GM now in San Francisco is doing a fabulous job at San Francisco 49ers. But he is a guy that that uh, had talent but played above his talent. All here, guys. Smart guy, tough guy. Smart guys, tough guys generally can play football for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you on that coaching staff when it was it was John Lynch and Mike Allstott was on there as well? Yep. Allstott, Lynch. Uh, Tony was the head coach. Lovey Smith was the linebacker coach. Rod Marinelli was the uh, defensive line coach. Uh, so we, we had quite a crew. Lorenzo Neal has another fullback on there. Now, we're trying to sort something out because we've talked – to John Lynch, and we've also talked to Mike Allstott. We're trying to figure yes. this out. We heard that there was a rule that was put in place in practice that those two guys weren't allowed to hit each other anymore because the collisions were too violent. Is that true? Oh, oh, oh Lynch and Allstott? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't want that to happen. No, that, that was not <laughs> happening in our practices. No, those, those are two powerful men. And, and, you know, that was the old when we used to get in the red zone. They used to have the um, – that, that, that music about the train, you know, get on the train. When Every time we got in the red zone, All-Star, you know, got in the red zone. Everybody wanted us to run the football with All-Star. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So um, the how many times a week do people come up to you and say you play to win the game? Uh, that's, uh, during my travels, uh, that happens a lot. Yeah. Kind of ironic because um, I said it one time. Mm-hmm. New York. And I've never said it since. No, that's a lie. Because you – I but, I say it all but, the time, just and I don't even mean to say it. It's just you know when you, you're watching a game, and you're like, "Hello, you play no. to win the game." You're one of the only ones that understood the jingle. You said the hello. Yeah. yeah. Most people forget the jingle. Right? <laughs> they just go through the other part of it. They forget the hello. The hellos. The, that's what sets it apart. Yes. But no, I've only said it one time, and I've actually had people gone on shows say, "Will you say it, coach?" I said, "No, I said it one time. I don't need to say it anymore." Uh, will, will you say it for us? Because I remember the jingle. Uh, I, no, because you said it so good that it just hello. Reminded. What about just a hello? Good memories. Yeah, that's right. Good. Me- I think it happened actually. Someone told me last week. Yes, seventeenth anniversary. Right, seventeen. How would man? Perfect. Was that long. Yeah, perfect time for you to bring it back the second time. Here we go. Ready, Herm Edwards, coach. I, I love you guys. Hello. You'll get a recruit if you do it. I'm guaranteeing it. Uh, so okay. many recruits do it. Listen. Here's the problem. Most of those recruits were even born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they need to know it. <laughs> the uh-huh. parents know, but the recruits don't know. Grandma That's knows true. it. Mom knows it. Grandma, grandpa knows and dad knows. Uh-huh. Does it ever make you laugh looking back at that, that it's become this iconic catchphrase? Like it's a big it's a big bastion of like NFL knowledge, but in reality, it's just you saying something that everybody knows, which is you want to win when you play. Absolutely, and and I think between that and the fumble play uh, that, that that transpired in New York, yep. um, where I was able to pick up the ball, that's kind of two kind of things that I'm kind of all of a sudden my face goes to those two things, right? Yeah, you changed football forever with that fumble play because at the end of games, coaches are forever scared to, you know, run the ball up the middle, kneel the ball. Like, the, every, everyone's got to be scared and tense at the end because they know Herm Edwards and that play <laughs> that was incredible. Where Can you walk us through the play? Uh, actually, um, yeah, we're, we're standing there, and, and Doug Kotar, who's passed away, now I shook his hand the play before that thinking they were going to take a knee, and then they came out, and, you know, there's some miscommunications about them taking a knee. Two plays prior to that, they actually took a knee, and a, and a skirmish broke out. Um, uh, Bill Berge knocked Clack into the, to the quarterback, and so now they were talking about running the ball, not running the ball, and lo and behold, um, it was a botched handoff. And here's the crazy part about this story. So as I come around the side, because I'm up close to the line of scrimmage, 
the ball is falling and I see it hit the hit the ground and, and I'm running at it and I'm thinking in my brain, I said, I gotta get it on the first hop. If I get it on the first hop, I got a chance. And Joe who's reaching back for the ball, I hear him say, Oh no. And I pick it up and I'm running to score. So here's the funny part now. So Dick Vermeil's our coach. Love him. Love Dick. And imagine you're Dick Vermeil and the players are standing in front of you. And he's talking to the players and he's not paying attention to the field. And so the players are starting to run away from him. They're leaving him. And he's going, where are you going? And one of the players say, Coach, Herm just scored a touchdown. He never saw it. Oh, man. That's great. He never saw the play. That's he great. never saw the play. He just turned around and said, what happens? He just scored a touchdown, Coach. He just picked the ball and ran with it. <laughs> it's wild to think that if it weren't for that play, the Chicago Bears probably would have tried to score a touchdown the other week instead of maybe, kicking that field goal maybe. and taking that knee. Yeah. You're kind of indirectly to blame for that yes. Chicago Bears. Oh, don't blame me after this. No, yeah, that's <laughs> your fault. I'm not to blame you. Blame me. That's your fault. Uh, no, do you know, guys get scared because of Herm Edwards. So they started calling it the Herm Edwards formation before they called it the victory formation because you were the one that, that kind of put the name on Do you call it the Herm Edwards formation? I, I do not. We just call it victory, but I can remember um, when we first put it in, uh, when I was in New York, a bunch of the rookies, I would ask them, I said, why is this formation in football? And they would kind of look. Well, this is a, all these, you know, these, these well, because you, at the end of the game, coach, and I said, well, so I always, I put the tape on. And they're looking and they're going, coach, that's you. And I said, yeah, that's me. That's why this formation's in here, right? I did the same thing when I got here my first year. We put the victory formation and we're talking about we're going to put some formations, you know, the Hail Mary formation, the victory formation. I said, let's look at this victory thing. Why is this in place, right? And all these, now these guys, see, come on, guys. These guys, 1978, they weren't born, these uh -huh. kids, right? Yeah. So they're looking at this thing and they're going, and they're looking and they're looking. They're going, coach, is that you? I said, that's me. I said, you know, we had, you know, big shoulder pads and I mean, I, come on. No high definition. Yep. We were barely in color. It was barely color television back in those days, right? So I make the kids watch it. They crack up. They start laughing. So whenever I'm picking games in college, uh, yes. your, your sayings always ring in my head, and no more so than the leave it on the grass. Whenever I'm looking at you know the games the weekend, and it's like, yeah, UCLA versus Arizona State. I like UCLA, but leave it on the grass. So can you explain what leave it on, on the grass means and how you use it to motivate your team? Well, it's just a saying that, that I truly believe in anything you do. Um, for us uh, as football players, um, whatever your energy is and you have in your body, you got to leave it all out there. Uh, no, no different when you come to work. Just, just leave your performance wherever you dwell. Just, just give it all you have. And then you can always live with the consequences of what happens. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's life, you know, just... For us, it's on the grass. You play on the grass. Just leave it all on there for your teammates and for the game of football, and we can live with the, we can live with the consequences of what happens. So leave it in the cubicle. If you're listening to this, leave it in the cubicle. Well, you guys, right on, right, right there on your stage. Just leave it. Just leave it right there. <laughs> give it to your audience. Give them everything you can give them, and you feel good about yourself. Leave it all on the internet. Yeah, leave that's it in. The, yeah. Leave it in the studio. Oh, leave it in the cloud. Oh, leave it all on the cloud. Yeah, that's oh, all. Yeah, you want to talk about that? So. I don't. I don't press in. I don't mess around. Don't yeah, that's your. That's another hermism. Don't don't hit send. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, it's your resume. Yeah. I tell people all the time that's your resume. Okay. You know, in today's world, I don't care if you're going into business, sports, whatever you 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 can't. It doesn't go anywhere. It's your resume. It's part of what people look at when they're interviewing you. They're gonna find it. It's out there. So when you press in, you better make sure. Don't. Yeah. I, I press in. Don't do it.
Don't, leave it low. Don't, don't do it. Hit, leave it on the grass. Don't hit send. You also said, uh, I remember when you took the job at Arizona State, you said that we don't huddle anymore in today's society. We're running like an up-tempo thing, and that's, that's part of the problem. Have you, uh, have you unpacked that a little bit more? Yeah, well, what, what I mean that, um, you know, when you get in a huddle in football, it's a great, it's a great thing in the fact that um, players from all walks of life walk in that huddle. And they really don't care about where you're from, what color you are, are you religious, are you not religious, what albums you like, if you're a country guy, you're a blues guy, you're a rap guy, it doesn't really matter. All 11 guys come in there for one common thing. We need each other to be successful. And sometimes we don't huddle enough because when you huddle, there's this, there's this sense of, hey, we're together as a team now. We, if we're gonna do this, we gotta do this together. And, and, and that's, that's my problem a lot. You know, we don't huddle anymore. We just kind of all get into our little, think about this. Now, you guys are sports fans. Think about whatever team that you root for. You go into the stadium and just think of all the people that walk in that stadium from all different walks of life. And they're all rooting for that team, right? And then all of a sudden they, they leave the stadium and they go into the suburbs, wherever they live, and they have all these other different issues, right? It's like, why? Just huddle. Talk. That's how conversation generally has a way of working things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a uh, Nationals fan. Yeah. We, we have oil lobbyists and we have defense lobbyists that all come together under one big tent in D.C. and root for the same team. It's a beautiful thing to see. I'm signing with Arizona State after that speech. Come on, baby. Let's do we it. We need all the help we can get. Let's do we're, it. We're building, we're building a foundation. We're building a young football team. What other hermisms do you throw out there in the living room? Give me a few hermisms. I love them. They get me juiced up. I well, feel like I, I want to run about, through a wall. You know, I, you know I, I tell people all the time that um, we are all a collection of our choices. That's one thing we have, and, and that's what's great about America. You, 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 have a, you have a choice of what you do every day, you know, and our attitude is our best friend or our worst enemy. It's just how you choose to go through the day. I mean, it's your, you, everyone gets the same amount of time every day, and, and you, you get to choose. And when you don't choose correctly, there's consequences. Uh-huh. And you got to be able to live with the consequences when it's not correct. Mm-hmm. I, I, you should be – you're like a preacher slash coach. I don't really know. It's something about it where where it's like CEO. I miss you on TV. I really do. Mm-hmm. Do you miss TV at all? Well, I miss the guys. I miss. I I, I call in every once in a while, and and I think you know anything we do, um, like for you guys, what you guys do. I've always learned this. Um, we are knowledge providers. You know, there's no coach in the history of coaching any sport that's ever given a player talent. God gave him the talent. What you give him is knowledge. You give them knowledge. That's what you do. You're a teacher. And, and that's what I do. I teach, whether it's teaching football, teaching how to be, a, 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 you know, a man, a father, a husband. All those things are a part of uh, the curriculum when you come here. You know, words and actions. That, that's my saying around it. Words and actions. Do they match up every day? Because eventually what we do in the dark comes to the light. It just does. Yep. This is, this is all the hermits right here. I, I want to I mention real quick, you're such a football guy that usually when football guys leave the, the, the uh, coaching or the playing and go to TV, they say, the thing I missed most is the locker room. You went from TV back to football, and you said the thing you missed most is the locker room. Exactly. You missed the player. <laughs> you missed the camaraderie. About, about, TV. about TV, though. Yeah, you missed, you, you missed went the camaraderie. You went from TV to football, and you're like, I miss yeah. the guys. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> you, 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 you've been in a huddle your whole life. That's all you've ever <laughs> yeah. done, right? You're addicted you're to like, huddles. You are addicted you're, to huddles. Hi, man. You're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to the journey. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. When you start teasing off, there's always this journey. You never know the twists and turns it's going to take. But you enjoy the journey with the guys. It's just when you've ever always done that, you just you're used to that. It's it's a fun deal. Now I understand why your games are so slow paced. You just gotta huddle. You gotta keep huddling. More Play fo- defense and huddle. And it's more football, more time with the fellas. <laughs> That's exactly right. Put them in the huddle. <laughs> All right, I have one last question. It's a seeking sure. question. Promo code take. Go to an Arizona State football game with promo code take, you get ten dollars off. I was going through the quarterbacks you coach in the NFL. You yes. coached the same guy with just seven different names. So I'm going to list them, and you can okay. tell me your favorite or a story from one of them. So it's literally the same guy. I'm putting Vinny Testaverde off to the side because he was the yep. old hat in the room. But these are all the same guy. Chad Pennington, Brooks Bollinger, Jay Fiedler, Brody Coyle, Trent Green, Damon Heward, Tyler Thigpen. Those are all the exact same quarterback. Oh, 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 Chad Pennington. Okay. I knew you were going to say that special, special guy. Now Trent green special problem is both those guys that got hurt. Mm -hmm. Right. Chad. I mean, if you think about Chad, I mean, and I don't know if this is correct, but you guys can look it up out of the 16 times. I want to say the new England Patriots have won the division. Only one other quarterback has won it twice. It's Chad Pennington. Oh, that's interesting. Think about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Trent Green, fabulous quarterback. Um, got knocked out my first year. Was an older guy, but, you know, was, was, was a really good quarterback. The other guys were all young players. You know, young. they were very young, um, and it was very difficult. But those two guys, that Chad Pennington, and David Ewell was a veteran guy. He came in and spelled Trent when he went down. He's a veteran guy, had a veteran presence. And all that, but but the other guys were very young. They were rookies. Um, they weren't high round picks by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but Chad Pennington's special now, guys. He um, pretty good quarterback. You also coached Cliff Kingsbury. So was yeah. he was he too pretty to succeed in football? No, it was. It, it, you know, when you're starting to name these guys, um, these are the, these were the dog days. This is when going through a season, you play five quarterbacks. Guess what? Your record's not very good, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have a good record. Hello? Five <laughs> quarterbacks. That's not a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Coach, I got one last thing. Um, I want to I want to put your recruiting skills to the test here. Uh, Big Perfect. Cat and I, we are we're a, a dynamic duo on the gridiron. We have some duo. eligibility left. Big Cat okay. is my holder. I'm a, a he's solid. A I'm he's a holder. holder. I'm, I'm a older. solid backup kicker. And we're both glue guys. Backup kicker. Yeah, backup kicker. Uh, we're locker room guys. We're guys yeah. that you want in your huddle. So okay. with that knowledge, if you're stepping into our living room here on part of my take, and we'll just say that Hank, our producer, is, is right. that's grandma. Um, okay. Can you recruit us? Sure, I can. And um, if you want a great college experience, um, if you want to be part of a team, uh, we have a wonderful walk-on plan. And it is a walk-on plan. <laughs> <laughs> no scholarship available. You need to know that. <laughs> and hopefully, if you're an Arizona, if you're an Arizona resident, you get a cut in tuition. Oh, okay, okay. So you know, Grandma, depending where Grandma lives, if she's living somewhere in the north where it's cold, be a great retirement area for Grandma. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 
retire, watch your grandkids play, be a wonderful thing. Okay. Thanks okay. for talking about moving I out like west. I like that. Yeah. And we were immediately demoted to walk-ons, but I appreciate that. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, at least you know the truth. Yeah. That's true. You're, you're not lying to us. Don't beat around the bush. Just tell the truth. All right. Uh, um, Coach, thank you for this. Anytime you're in New York or if we're in Arizona, we'd love to visit with you. Um, and as you always do with every interview, you want to take us out with the, hello, you play to win the game. I'm going to say hello, and guess what? Look forward to seeing you guys in Arizona. <sighs> okay, okay, we're coming. Also, we'll see you there. We'll, we'll, we'll be there. We'll bring Sundays, Grandma with baby. us. Yeah. Yes. All right, thank you, you Coach. That interview with Coach Edwards is brought to you by CBDMD. After 14 years in D.C., thousands of memes, or a shitload of memes, and countless postseason meltdowns, it's finally the Nats year, and that means that many Nationals fans are now battling the side effects of Natitude as they try to get back to daily life. The effects of Natitude include copious amounts of pride in your city, spontaneous fits of joy, and an unbearable urge to tweet at Bryce Harper. I Guilty as charged. All those things, yes. If you or a loved one are experiencing any of these side effects, don't worry about it because CBDMD has exactly what you need to ease the championship come down and get back to everyday life feeling rested and refreshed. Here's a true story. This week on Big If True, the radio show that I do from 11 to noon on Sirius, I've been putting some CBD in my water beforehand. Haven't lost this week. I've been dominating trivia. It's making my smooth brain operate at a, a rate that is unheard of. CBDMD has exactly what you need. They blend 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a sleep aid that's more powerful and effective than Steven Strasburg in Game 6. What's up, Hank? What do we got? Uh, this team is one of two non-expansion teams to never appear in a Super Bowl. And it's not the Lions. One of two. Where did you get the stat from? Did that that did not just come from your head, did it? I, I had an idea. I looked it up. One of two non-expansion teams to never appear in a Super Bowl, and it's not the Lions. This is the. Hmm. Finish oh, your ad. And I, don't think, I don't know. Think about it. Okay. Fuck. To make it easier to try CBD PM or any of CBD MD's high quality products, they're offering our listeners twenty five percent off your next order. When you use the promo code STARTING9, that's promo code STARTING9 at checkout. Interesting promo code. Once again, that's CBDMD. Oh, it's the Browns. Dot com. Yep. Promo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. stupid. I don't know why I was thinking like, I was thinking like Panthers. Those turnovers. I was like, was that in the Super Bowl or was that AFC Championship? Yep. Technically, they are an expansion team though, right? Well, it was the Browns the, it was or the Browns, Browns, Lions, Texans, Jaguars. But like, oh yeah, good point. Texans. No, the Browns are an expansion. The, the franchise the is the Ravens. The Browns are a new team. Whatever. All right, Larry takes the Browns. You got it. Once again, that's cbdmd.com. <laughs> promo code starting nine for twenty five percent off your purchase of any premium CBD oil product. And now we got Warren Sharp. And now for something completely different. Okay, we now welcome on. Our good friend, recurring guest, it is Warren Sharp. You can find him on Twitter. You can find him at sharpfootballanalysis.com. You're giving away everything for free this week. Yes. Sharpfootballanalysis.com is usually like $100. Everything, fantasy football, props, sports betting, absolutely free. You just go to the site and you can see. All right, so what's the pick? There's a few. Give uh, us the game. Don't tell us what it is. Okay, there's a couple. a couple ones that I really like. One of which I haven't put out yet, but one that I did is Monday Night Football game. Ooh. I have a strong take on the Monday Night game. Okay, okay. nice. We're going nice. to figure it out. And we have some other theories about what teams you work for now. We, yes. I just keep a mental list. I've Anytime got, you compliment or slightly degrade 
uh, team's play calling on Twitter, I'm like, okay, another clue. Yeah, has that gotten annoying? Because you get tagged no, in every it, single it, one. It, it, it hasn't yep. gotten annoying. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with people guessing, but you know what's interesting that's going to throw everybody off, including you guys, is that I have actually been reached out to in the past by GMs who have seen me being critical of their team and want to talk to me about working with them. Oh, because, you're muddying the water. Because no, they, like they have actually said, like, I'm sitting up there watching the game, saying the exact damn things that you're saying on Twitter, and I wanted to talk to you about that. And, and so mm. there's definitely, just because I'm critical of a team does not necessarily mean that I mm. don't have any association with That them. means that you want to work for that team in the future. So you're uh, nagging well, them. The good, the good. Th- what I always try to do is I just state facts and truths based on the data and try to be as objective as possible. And then if some, a lot of the teams that it's funny, like a lot of people are like, oh, I love your stuff, I love your stuff, and then I'm negative about their team. And they're like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know. Right. So that's All right. how it goes. So we're through week nine weeks of the season, coming yeah. up on week ten. I want to do something to start here. We oftentimes throw around the F word, fraud. Teams that are maybe uh, better than what they, you know, what they actually are in reality. Like their record is better, whether it be because they played bad teams or mm-hmm. they've had some fluke wins. You have the stats. We usually just say it, you know, off the cuff. Gut. You tell us. Give us like the one or two teams that you could see, and you don't have to say fraud. We'll say fraud, but maybe we'll regress a little bit in the last part of the season. Um, Buffalo. Oh, come on! Damn. Don't say that one. Damn. The good. The, I, will I knew you, you were going to start with Buffalo. I will, I will tell you this: with with regard to Buffalo, their second half of the schedule is actually not that hard. So they played a pretty easy first half of the schedule, but they actually are fortunate to face an easy second half of the schedule too. So I don't think they'll fall off from that perspective. But the problem is, as much as I love Sean McDermott as a coach and and just a motivator of his team, you know, not just his X's and O's, but what he does there, they can you can run on that defense. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see this weekend if the Cleveland Browns can help support Baker Mayfield by running the football a little mm. bit on the Buffalo Bills defense. So they're a team that I think, um, I don't know that I would say they're fraudulent, but you know, they can't they can't really throw the ball down the field and execute uh, in that perspective all they that They can well. throw it far. They can throw it farther than down the field. Yeah, they can true. Throw extra downfield. True. They can, th- they can, you're right, they can throw it. Whether yep. or not it's going to be a completion it's a team yeah. game. Unlikely. It's a team game. All right, you I throw think, the ball downfield. They most, don't always catch it. I think most Bills fans know that they're not all the way there yet. They have right. good. They're, they're probably going to the playoffs, but no one. I think most Bills fans know that they still work to do. So, what's another team that you could see regressing coming down the stretch? Uh, a lot of the other teams in the NFC North. So, whether the it's Packers. the Packers or the Vikings, you know, both those teams, twice as many wins as losses, at least. And I, they all have holes. They all have you know pretty big problems. We'll see a prime example here. I love this game. I don't know if you guys love winter football games. Oh yeah. But we got this Green Bay game. It's going to be the coldest game of the year so far. The temperatures at kickoff are going to be around like 27, 28 degrees. And we got Kyle Allen, who's played at Texas A&M. I think he's from like the Arizona. So he's like a warm weather guy going up into frozen Mm -hmm. Lambeau. That's why Jim Kelly never won a Super Bowl. Miami? Ah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He had a terrible career. Also, (laughs) Dan Dan Marino never won a big one because he was a cold weather guy. Yeah. Then went down to Miami. Yeah. Does he go the other way? Uh, 
Did he like the strip clubs hanging out there? I mean, there could be a lot more distractions in the warm weather. James Harden style. So so Packers, Vikings, you think not frauds, but have holes. Have holes. Like Green Bay, for example. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be able to run all over that team. Um, They rank as one of the worst run defenses. It's amazing. You know, a lot of people are talking about Christian McCaffrey for the MVP conversation. And I think the good part about more analytics and, you know, statistical intelligence being proffered around the internet and on Twitter is that most people now realize how hard it would be for a running back to win MVP. Like, because quarterbacks are what dictates wins and losses right now. Passing is so much more important than rushing the football is. So I think it's going to be hard for him to ever win that. However, that team, the Carolina Panthers, has played the number one most difficult schedule of run defenses on the season. Hmm. And yet McCaffrey's delivering the season that he is. This is the easiest run defense that he will have faced all year. They rank well below average, bottom 10 in the NFL. And just watch the game. He is so good running. I mean, there's a couple different types of runs, power, inside zone. But if you're just like watching it from a viewer's perspective, you don't know the, 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 the terminology, watch for when he runs up the middle or to his left. The Green Bay Packers are actually also really bad defending runs up the middle or to the offense's left. So if you see McCaffrey tearing it up around the outside left side of that line, it's because they're really good at blocking it, and Green Bay has their stronger run defenders playing on the offense's right side. They're much weaker on the left. That's where the Eagles killed them. A lot of different teams killed them, gashing them up that left side. Interesting. So what about Minnesota? What's, What's their hole? Well, with Kirk the Cousins. yeah, I know. I was I wanted him to say it. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. It, do you Kirk know Kirk Cousins in prime time? Kirk Cousins in prime time. Not only that, I think Kirk Cousins uh, from some things that I looked at don't don't one hundred percent quote me on this, but I think he's like something like eight and twenty two when he plays an eight a four twenty five kick or later. Whoa. So it's not just like the prime mm. time, but he is such a creature of habit that the one o'clock starts, he's got like this routine. He must be like super anal, like has this great routine, mm. really comfortable with a one o'clock start. But once you get into like the later time frames, he's just not we, as comfortable. We need to do the more I think about it, because there are so many Kirk's cousins stats out there. I think he's like six and twenty eight against winning teams. We need mm-hmm. to start putting out the reverse. Because the reverse must be incredible. Mm-hmm. When Kirk Cousins plays a bad team at one o'clock. He's undefeated. Yeah, right. Like we yeah. need to start doing that for Kirk. Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins a vampire? That's yeah. another question. That we, we, so but, when the sun goes down, Kirk Cousins sucks. But you're right. If you look at it from the flip side, <laughs> if he's playing the Lions at one o'clock, yeah. he's probably money in the bank. What like sixteen and zero, something like that. Here's the other thing, though. Kirk Cousins bad in prime time. Jason Garrett also bad in prime time. True. Unstoppable force versus movable object. Who wins? Yeah, and that's one. I actually don't have a strong take on that game. I think that's going to be you a gotta tough... you got to bet every game. You do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I typically try to lean only on the games that I see enough value, but I respect You're the grind You're one of those guys who likes to win money and choose. Yeah, 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 I respect right. the grind right. of the, 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 the terror that you put yourself through by right. trying to pick a winner and then sweating that out because yeah. it's not easy. I mean, yeah. it's Sunday Night Football. You have to bet Sunday Night Football. You cannot not bet Sunday Night Football. Agreed. So you are the only guest, I think, that brings their own laptop. Yes. Well, so I, didn't, I didn't know what we were going to cover. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, you, I was do you just have trying a, to be prepared. Is I'm there not a actually, spreadsheet up? No, I'm just. This is my odd screen. I'm just looking at. The oh, odds, nice. Okay. All right. Really. So, give us the flip side. Give us the team that you think, because there always is a team in November or December, and there's a lot in the AFC. There's a few in the NFC who are like in that four and five, five and four, four and four range that you can see making a run, and they have gotten better, and they're going to make the playoffs. Well, 
you know, this is a frustrating one to talk about because the Cleveland Browns face a much easier schedule over the second half of the season. And I really don't know what exactly is going on there from a coaching perspective, because all I'm hearing about is that people are clamoring for Todd Monken to take more ownership and control, uh, play calling, et cetera, because Freddie's the one calling plays and Monken just comes out in an interview on Thursday and says, I'm not going to be able to call the plays. It's going to be Freddie and that's the way we're going to stick with it. But when Freddie took over from Hugh last season, they used a lot more of their heavy personnel groupings, which is two tight end sets to help pass protect for Baker so that he had cleaner pockets to throw from. And he was in general, a lot more comfortable in those scenarios. This year, they're using a lot more three wide receiver sets. Now, I understand they brought in Odell Beckham, so they've got more wide receivers. But the numbers bear it out. It's not even close. It's not like, well, they're 20% more efficient if they pass from... Like, it is night and day how much better they are passing from 12 personnel. And yet, they continue to use the three wide receiver sets. I think maybe Todd Monken's influence overall, like they redid that offense... He might not be calling plays, but he comes from Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers. They ran a lot of three wide sets. He's got the air raid background. I know that marries well with what Baker Mayfield did in college, but this is the NFL, and you've got 280, 300-pound giants on the other side of the line of scrimmage trying to rip your head off, and your offensive line stinks. Mm -hmm. He's not executing well when he's not well protected. So the numbers bear it out that this season they're really good passing out of 12. I hope that they switch a little bit more to use some more 12 personnel. If they do, it could make the offense more efficient. They need to get their ground game going a little bit more, but their defense is going to face a much easier schedule of opposing offenses down the stretch. I don't know if they can grind their way back into the playoff contention from where they are right now, but they are a team that's going to be playing much better over the second half, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when they're when they're running three wide receiver sets, that's 11 personnel, right? Bam. Got yes. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowledge retention. You know it. Done. Uh, Freddie Kitchen said the other day that he doesn't look at the stats. I know. He doesn't pay attention to stats. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's – first of all, do you think that's true? I find it hard to believe. I think in part he was taken out of context because he was talking about where Baker Mayfield ranks in terms of completion rate. A reporter asked him that question. and He said, I don't care where he ranks. I don't have that information. I'm worried about other things. I don't look at those numbers. I don't I don't take into consideration stats or whatever the exact quote was. Part of me thinks he's, I I hope to God that he was just talking about the element of the rankings, league-wide rankings. But if he literally in some capacity was talking about real stats, then that's very hard to believe. Because even if you're just looking at your own team, I mean, I know you can look at a guy and say, well, I think he's doing better out on the field than this guy. But like, how do you not know that he's averaging, you know, six yards a carry and the other guy's only at three? Like you're just really going to use the eyeball test 24 seven and never look at any type of number. I find that, I find that very hard to believe. You just described exactly what Hugh Jackson did last year with with (laughs) Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Yes. That was the six yards per carry for Duke or whatever it was. Chubb was crushing it. Yep. And he continued to ride with Carlos Hyde until the owner traded him out of the house. You got to find a way to get Nick Chubb the ball more in this offense. Well, Hugh, you could just hand the ball to him. Yeah, <laughs> That's like completely in your hands. Uh, I, I want to talk real quick about the uh, some of the backups that have come into the league this year. Some are in still, some are out. Who do you think is the best backup quarterback that's taken over between like Minshew, Allen, Allen, Moore, 
Falk, Hoyer. It's definitely got to be Kyle Allen to me. Um, that team, they haven't, you know, I, I agree the performance against the 49ers was very frustrating. It kind of sets you back a little bit. There's definitely parts of his game that he needs to work on, right? He needs to work on his uh, pocket awareness and his ball control in the pocket. You know, turnovers kill you if you go if you turn the ball over you're going to lose 80 percent of times when you lose that turnover battle so you got to be more aware uh but from an ability to make the throws at at this level he's got that ability to make those throws more so than most of those other guys that you mentioned now i loved Minshew mania and i was hoping that that would continue but again he ran into you know i don't think the talent is quite as good on that team i think the coaching married with his ability is really what Kyle Allen is, is what's setting Kyle Allen apart. I mean, what the job that the Turners are doing is great. What about uh, one that we forgot, Mason Rudolph? Oh, yeah. We think that his face is too big for his body. He's got, yeah, just everything. And also Kool Aid lips. Yeah. He's got like that whole vibe. It's just okay, not going right. to work. I know what you mean. I judge him. my quarterback just like book by cover. Nope, not a quarterback. Right. Um, well, I'm, a sh- I'm shocked because I. I did not think that the Steelers would be what like four and one with him in there. And the funny part about him, do you remember when? So Ben got injured. He had to fill in, and his first game was on the road in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now San Francisco was in the red zone so many different times, kept turning the ball over. They should have killed the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They only won twenty four to twenty, but they then came home, and the Steelers did after that game. And their next opponent, I for, I forget who it was, but it was like a. I think it was like a primetime game, Monday night game. It might have been Cleveland Monday night. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. They came home that game and I anticipated with that full week of prep to get Minshew ready, for, I'm sorry, to get Mason Rudolph ready, that they would help him with a short passing attack. They would show some confidence, let him throw the ball, stop putting him in these bad situations where we're just running on first down, running on second down, up. Now we're in third and long and you're going to have to throw it. What did they come out with? They came out with the Wildcat. Like, they spent all week working on the Wildcat. To me, that speaks of, we don't have a lot of confidence in this guy. Like, we had a week to prepare for a home game, and instead of working with the receivers a lot, we spent our time teaching our running backs to throw the football Mm -hmm. in this Wildcat grouping. So, I I don't know the metrics on the big head or the Kool-Aid lips, Mm -hmm. but I definitely think that the team doesn't have a lot of confidence in him. Now, maybe that's growing over time, but they need to they need to get him throwing the football a little bit more earlier in games. We should add that to your like stat sheets and stuff. It should just be a column eyeball test. We can take care of that. Eyeball test? Yeah, it's no stats, nothing. It's just look at him. You maybe show me, I don't know, five so plays. So it's a physical appearance eyeball physical test. Physical appearance, uh-huh. okay. five plays, so it has nothing boom. To, oh, there is some playing. Yeah, I mean, yeah but it's not. I don't need the all-22. Just give me right. the TV, and I'll actually yep. probably be looking at my Twitter while I'm doing it. So. so just like what he looks like when he's standing in the huddle. Yes, maybe. Yep. And when he's dropping back, right. like a his couple voice. dropbacks. And I want to see him when he's like jogging off to the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I want to see his body and language. On. And yeah, on the sidelines, talking to his coach with a hat on. Right. Okay, yeah. So we that really is like the uh, the physical, yes. yeah. the look. The yeah. look. Yes. It's the look test. Oh, yeah. Speaking oh, of yeah. the eyeball test, do you think that Jameis Winston needs contacts? <sighs> you know... I was okay with that game because I had I had six and a half. I bought to seven on Monday, uh-huh. so I actually covered. But Winston continues to have this problem where 
he's he's in situations where he just falls apart at the end of games. And it's really hard to explain at this point in time. You know, two weeks ago, Bruce Arians came out, I think, a great job as a coach. He blamed all of the interceptions on the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember that? He's like, none of these interceptions were Jameis's fault. They were all everybody else's fault. But at a certain time, you know, like now he has all these other turnovers. Like you can't just keep blaming everybody else for all the mistakes when the one constant is Jameis Winston. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? No. Have you heard of Jameis One of One Twitter account? No. Okay, I'll send you the book. Yeah. So you it's have, a book? Well, he wrote a 400-page book, this Twitter account, Jameis oh, One of right. One. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're, I did. You're part of the media bias yeah. against it. Okay. You have Jameis Winston derangement, derangement syndrome. syndrome. It's, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what his this one-on-one guy the, na- the name of the book is Jameis Winston Derangement Syndrome, How Media Bias Causes Us to Overlook the Start of a Hall of Fame NFL Career. So uh, you are part of the Well, problem. look, yeah. he's he's... If you want to just look at the pure numbers, like the counting stats, because some people look at that, like how many total touchdowns, how many passing yards, he's good at those. But when you talk about um, turnover-worthy plays, yes. everything else that like <laughs> it takes to win games, I mean, he's good at eating Ws, but mm-hmm. other than that, he struggles. I, I actually am kind of serious about the contacts thing. He squints all he's, the time. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. he's, he needed well, you, you picked up on that because your eyeball looked test. Correct. Yes, right. exactly. If you saw him in the game last week against Seattle, he was he didn't know if the field goal went in at the end of the game. He was squinting to try to figure it out. When he was in college, he needed glasses. He needed contacts, and he would only wear them for baseball. Okay. But he doesn't wear them for football for some reason. Well, yeah, it, it is amazing. I'm not going to say that the, like that's only partially funny, but there's also an element of truth to that. Like, it's amazing what certain teams – don't like factor in you know don't take into consider like hand size mm-hmm. well hand size yes they do Ky- factor but not enough James kyle is- allen well watch what kyle allen does up in green bay because he has about average to slightly below average hand size oh, and it's going to be super yeah. cold good to know numbness in the hands um okay i would be having him spend most of the week in a meat locker Getting ready, trying on gloves, <laughs> testing it out. You know, Bill Belichick, when there's a rain game, remember that rain game uh, with the Cleveland Browns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They take footballs, they dunk them in, you know, trash cans full of water. They weight the balls so that the DBs can figure out how heavy they're going to be when they're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, tip passes, interceptions, all these different types of things. You got to think about as many factors as possible because I guarantee you the best coach and the best team in the league are thinking about all that and things you have no idea that they're thinking about. That's a good point. Um, all right, I have one last question about the picture of the NFL in mm-hmm. 2019. Can you give me top three teams in the AFC, top three teams in the NFC? Just in terms of the best? Yes. Uh, yeah, let me look at my – one of my metrics, I look at early down success rate. So I can already tell – so early down success rate, I think we talked about this on the show last time, not 100% positive. But what it does is it looks at your ability to bypass third downs. Mm-hmm. It's ultra important. Not as many people look at that. They focus on what do you do on third downs. But the reality is third downs are a very uh, – they're, they're very uh, responsive to what you've done on first and second down. So you might be in a third and long. You might be a third and short. So your ability to convert those varies tremendously. Your play calls vary tremendously based upon the distance to go. Um, just like your play calls in the second half. Like if you're down, you're going to be more aggressive. If you're up, you're going to be more conservative. So what you really need to do when you're analyzing football is look at early downs in the first half. And that'll help determine. That's what I look at when I'm trying to see – 
which teams are the most run heavy? Like, what is the coach's strategy here? What are they trying to do? Are they establishing the run? Are they passing the football? Those types of things. The 49ers, obviously, I mean, they're the lone unbeaten team, and they're the number one team in my early down success rate metrics. So they're only about average on offense, but they're the number one defense right now. Now, I got a couple interesting things to tell you about the 49ers, if you care to hear it. Yeah, sure. But so the 49ers, the interesting thing about their run their defense in general is that they're great against the pass, but they're only about average against the run right now. And one of the reasons that they're only average against the run is because of the wide nine technique and the defensive strategy that Robert Sala uses is the spreads out the defender. So they're great at rushing, especially getting pressure with only four, but they create lanes for offenses to run the football mm-hmm. through. And in this particular matchup this weekend, I think it's going to be fascinating the Monday night game because we know that, the Seattle Seahawks want to run the football. At times, Brian Schottenheimer runs the football too much, but they're decent at running the football, and they should have a little bit of success running on the San Francisco 49ers defense. When Russ drops back to pass, obviously their offensive line is bad. The interesting part about the matchup, though, is going to be if you go through the list of the teams that the 49ers have played and the quarterbacks they've faced, it's a lot of guys who are pocket quarterbacks that can't get out of the pocket, can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like Jameis... Uh, Mason Rudolph. It's a it's a number of Baker. It's a number of guys like that who are like deer in headlights if you pressure them. Russ is the best quarterback in the NFL right now from passer rating, from yards per attempt, uh, from compl- I think he's like second best in completion percentage above expectation when he's under pressure. He can get out of there and make passes. So the 49ers haven't played a quarterback like that yet. They're also without their stud middle linebacker, Quan Alexander, who came mm-hmm. from Tampa. He got injured really good in coverage. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. But 49ers, best team, and, and my metrics agree with that. Okay, and then give me a couple more. Okay, so a couple more real quick. Obviously, the New England Patriots, I think that they're probably uh, still the most elite in the AFC. The Chiefs, once Patrick Mahomes come back, he's definitely in there. Um a third team on the AFC, I'd probably say the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense, the secondary, is getting much healthier. They obviously got the trade for Marcus Peters. This is a team that is going to be able to run the ball, play efficiently, build a lead at halftime, force you to throw. Guess what they're okay at stopping the run? Guess what they're great at? They're going to be great at stopping the pass. You're going to have to throw the ball into that secondary struggle. In the NFC, um, I already mentioned the 49ers. The Saints, definitely up there at the top. Uh, They're actually my number four team in this early down success rate metric. And... It's tough. There's not a third. Number third team. Yeah, it's it is tough. You've obviously got the the Dallas Cowboys are in the picture. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a team that's in the picture now. If you look at the NFC East, the Eagles actually have the easier schedule over that second half of the season. They absolutely must beat the Cowboys when they do meet them. Um, and the Eagles have a bye this week. They face the Patriots next week, so that's going to be a tough game. But um, they have an easier schedule for the NFC East than do the Dallas Cowboys okay, the rest of the okay. way. Okay, great. Uh, I I want you to explain to Hank real quick because. We've been oh, going yes. back and forth this about this for this, yes. a couple weeks now. Uh, Hank doesn't believe that fumble luck is a thing. Yeah, turnover he luck. Think, he thinks it's saying that turnover luck is a slap in the face to the Patriots for being so lucky. Uh, it's not true. It's not what I said, but I was feel free to answer the pretty question. Pretty much exactly. How much is like turnover luck and just the sustainability of getting four turnovers a game, is that going to regress for the Patriots? That's well, And so, touchdowns, that the defensive special teams is always correct. getting these bounces. They score touchdowns. Right, how, much, so, how much is that not going to exist moving forward? Okay, so two, two points on that, and then I'll theorize a little bit. The first point is that 
being able to return those turnovers for touchdowns is so unbelievably important and, and gives you such an edge in winning games. The difference between you getting an interception and being tackled at like the opponent's 40-yard line versus running that thing all the way in for the touchdown and not having to put your offense out on the field to travel those 40 yards and actually score that touchdown is massive. And if, if I was involved, we would be practicing tons of uh, returns where my defense is on the field and we're practicing blocking the offensive players and we're strategizing how we're going to try to return these things because housing those returns it just gives you such a big boost. The second thing is when you are facing bad quarterbacks that are more prone to throwing interceptions, that is a little bit more sustainable. The fumble hmm. element is less sustainable. So you don't have bad quarterbacks anymore. Yeah, you, you had an easy schedule, Hank. You did. The Patriots definitely did have by far the easiest schedule for their defense in the mm-hmm. NFL to year to date. Now they do play about an average schedule the rest of the way through. But the key is if you're playing those quarterbacks that are tend Luke to Falk. throw those interceptions, Luke yeah. Falk, then you're going to get more, and that's a little bit more sustainable when you're playing those types of quarterbacks. The the fumbles, if the ball is actually out on the ground, you know. Some coaches maybe coach more about recovery and rallying to the ball and things like that than others do. But ultimately, it's a odd-shaped football that's sitting right on your couch there. It bounces in different ways. You can't predict it. And your guy might be there and can't get it. And a guy five yards away, he can get it from the other team. You got three guys, and it just went right through him. So that is what is unsustainable. Okay. So uh, you are you okay, Hank? Yeah, I'm great. All right. That was okay. very insightful. Thank yeah. you. Um, all right, Warren Sharp. Thank you as always. SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Free for the rest of the week? Free the rest of the week. And you have picks and you have fantasy picks advice. And props too. And props. It's all there. It's all free. You can dive into the stats. How do you feel about the three and a half field goal? Prop? Oh, yeah. Every every primetime game, I bet over on three and a half field goals because I just feel like the ball goes further at night and there are more field goals in primetime games. Is that. I actually, you know what's hilarious? I saw your tweet on that. I don't know if you've repeatedly tweeted it, but I did see one time that you did. I actually looked it up. I went back and did some research on how many field goals on average are made in primetime games. Um, it's not statistically significant. It's Damn. not more. It's not more than average. Yeah. This part. Yeah, it's not more than average. But, but how much? But, but what's the number? Do you know? Uh, I could send it to you. Okay. I don't have it off the top of my head. Is it more than three and a half? It's a, it could know. be. It could be more than three and a half. It could be. It's, it's probably between three and four, right? Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right on the money, then. So no statistical. I don't have the support right now. Yet. I will tell you that Shit. Minnesota and Dallas, like if you're if you're looking at that prop for Sunday night football, mm-hmm. that I I think you got a good kicker on the Dallas Cowboys there, and Minnesota got rid of their kicker a little while ago for being terrible. Taylor's you got Kirk, time. Kirk Cousins in there. Maybe you don't have Adam Thielen, so maybe you're able to move the ball a little bit, but not quite far enough to score touchdowns. That one actually could be a good game to look at. I think what Warren's telling us is that blindly betting the same thing over and over isn't going to win, which I actually would disagree with. I'm on PFT's side. Sometimes you just say, hey, I'm Mm going to fuck it, and I'm going to bet every over. On the season, I'm up. That's all I know. (laughs) There it is. That's all that matters. Your bank account at the end of the day. Yep. Uh, All right, Warren Sharp, thank you so much. Appreciate your time as always, man. Thanks, man. That interview with Warren Sharp was brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka. You guys have heard of Pink Whitney. That's right. 
Barstool Sports teamed up with New Amsterdam Vodka to officially create our signature drink. It's the Pink Whitney. Not a it, big deal. Not a big deal. It was created by the Spit and Chicklets crew. The result is a seriously smooth vodka infused with fresh pink lemonade flavor. Keep this game changer on deck for your tailgates, your pregames, your watch parties. Pink Whitney's great drink to just pull out of the snow. Great drink to pull from nature's refrigerator, your deck. I love Pink Whitney's. If you can't find a bottle of Pink Whitney yet, head over to your local liquor store and ask them directly to get some bottles in stock. Do a little sit-in. Say, I'm not leaving until I get the Pink Whitney. I want, I, you know what? I want Paul Bissonnette to come to this liquor store personally. He'll probably be there just by happenstance. Eventually, he'll wander into that liquor store. But you want him to deliver you a bottle of Pink Whitney. So go to Participating Markets. Check Drizzly for home delivery. It's brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka. It's the official vodka of Barcelona Sports. We've got another Larry's pick, but you're going to have to tune in and see it on the Barcelona Sports Advisors on Sunday morning. Hank, where, where can they watch that? Uh, Barcelona Bets on YouTube. It'll come out on Friday or on the Barcelona Sports website with the Sunday rundown that starts at 10 a.m. There you go. So starting at 10 a.m., there will be a new Larry's pick, and I'm just going to put this out here. might be triggering to some of you snowflakes oh. out there. Maybe the return of a, a special guest that we had earlier in the season. Uh, so check it out. That'll be Larry's last pick. So also check out New Amsterdam Vodka, the official vodka of Barcelona Sports, and get yourself a bottle of Pink Whitney. Okay, uh, let's finish up. We got a couple quick segments, and we're going to finish up with our FAQs and Matt Jones. Uh, Firefest. Firefest. Firefest of the week. Why don't you go first, Big yeah, Cat? Big Cat okay. you go first. My Firefest is pretty simple. College basketball. College basketball is back, and gambling on 18-year-olds to not fuck up at the end of games is everyone's Firefest. And I don't know why I do that. I love November, but I hate November because mm-hmm. it's a bunch of teams that you don't know about. They're playing in weird spots. They're playing random teams, little teams. No one fucking knows. And, man, does it suck. Even the good teams are bad. That's what makes it tough. Like, Michigan State, they're ranked number one. I think they had two guys that were playing in the first game of the season with face masks on. They had broken noses in the and first no game hard. of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so Firefest is definitely the fact that college. I can't stop, like, loving it and betting on it because I just love it and I bet on it. But, man, is it stupid and, man, is it like you, – you have those moments where you're like, why am I getting mad at this 18-year-old who can't make a you know free throw at the mm-hmm. end of the game? Oh, yeah, you're stupid. But then, you know what? I love it, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Th- I always say that this is the season that I get into watching college basketball from the start. No, you don't. I think this is it. <laughs> I think this is the season. I've watched college basketball the last two nights. I think I'm in. For real? Just w- Next time we have Titus on the show, you'll be amazed how knowledgeable I am about college okay. basketball. Okay, okay. Uh, my Firefest, I used to have this plug for shoes. He'd send me like sick, like off whites, Nikes. He is no longer exists really. He has a different job, so I don't really have a plug anymore. And the most recent pair of shoes he got me, I stepped outside on the way to work in like a movie basically. Uh, car came, splashed, puddle, splashed on the shoes, ruined the shoes. And now I'm just shit out of luck. All right, I'm a size 12 for anyone who's listening to Hank's Firefest because it was clearly a ploy to get free shoes. No, no, I'm, I'm no. Ten and a half. That's a Firefest. I'm 10 and a half. I had a great I go pair for some of shoes that got ruined. Yeah. Make sure that you, you make sure you throw in those size 12. Yeah, leave the tags on them. That's yeah. what the kids are wearing, right? Hank, do you want to say your size now that you've done this plug? I'm a 10 and a half. That's not, that's not why <laughs> okay. I did it, though. Wait, you guys are both 10 and a half? Yeah, that's weird. And you're like, what, six inches taller than five <laughs> inches taller than Wait, six weird. inches taller than How tall is Hank? He's six one. Okay, yeah. No, you're like, you're like <laughs> oh, two inches taller than me. Oh, no. Actually, six feet, but oh, oh okay. no! I was trying to make a joke about proportionally. My dick is bigger. You walked play into along, that one. Play along. 
Oh, man. Have to be pretty low bar All for right, me to PFT, do that. what's your fire fest? My fire fest of the week is I'm going to be watching the LSU-Bama game, but I have to go watch it in an Alabama bar. Why? Because some, it's some appearance thing that I'm doing through Barstool that's like, hey, you are going to this program. What? Yeah. Huh? So Where's you want to plug it so people can not, come? Not really, because it's an Alabama <laughs> bar. Yeah, no, you got to do it. Yeah, uh, it's one of the Ainsworths. All right, so you're going to wear LSU gear? Well, of course, yeah. So that's that's my fire fest is I'm going to be in there with a bunch of Bro, people that, that hate me because Bro, I'm wearing yeah a lot, a lot of Bama bangs, a lot of swoopy hair. Usually, Ooh. I'm used to watching games in bars God. where people hate me, but they usually have to talk to me to figure that out first. This time, they're just going to be able to look at me and say, oh, he's wearing all LSU gear. I hate that guy. If they do that song, though, it's fucking awesome. The um, God damn it. What is that song? Suck that tiger dick, bitch. No, the the song that Alabama does where they're like, in Tennessee, too. I, I can't remember. It sounds really good. It's Dixieland Delight. Yep, there you go. That's the name of the song. Rocky Top. No, it's Dixieland Delight. Remember, they stopped it, and then Miss Terry had to do a public service announcement where they're like, don't say the F word during it. And then they brought it back because Miss Terry told asked everyone to not say the F word. And then in the stadium, they had they blasted audio of everyone saying, like, like freak or something like something uh-huh. else like the, the whatever the replacement of the gracious to petrus it was it was it was a soft moment in alabama history well miss terry maybe if you wanted the people to listen to what you had to say you would kiss every single alabama fan on the lips on their way out of the stadium how sec is that though miss terry had to like sit there <laughs> in nick saban's like huge office and being like Please respect your opponents. Mm-hmm. Like, why would any Alabama fan respect their opponents? They shit pump their opponents. That's actually. I'd never respect my opponents if I was an Alabama fan. That's a little reverse psychology. I think that her saying that is her way of saying negging them. Yeah. Say, they're say so, it even harder. Yeah, they're so bad. Please be nice to them. Listen, we don't want to create a home field advantage here. Yes, yes. Um, all right, well, so we're gonna stop doing the strobe lights when you guys are, are sneaking all your drinks from out of your sock. If you keep saying the f word. <laughs> uh, all right. Last up, we have sabermetrics for James Harden. A uh, person on Reddit did a deep dive, and I mean a deep dive, on James Harden and came to the conclusion that if James Harden is in a city with a above-average strip club, he has a bad performance on the court. Now define above-average. So there's a ranking system, which I don't really trust because it has, it has Miami number one, which I get. It's Chicago number two. Chicago, unless you go to Indiana, the strip clubs aren't that good. And then Salt Lake City's number three, which, really? Apparently, they have very high, because there's only one of them, yeah, probably. Okay. So it's like, every, that's the only place where people can go. Also, shout out to the person who made it. I think they're in AWL, Ryan Sullivan. Okay, so, nice. So nice job. Wait, thanks for sending it to us good. so that we could bet on it and not leak it to the world. Come on, man. Come on. I hope the, I hope the Reddit gold was worth it. That's my worst part. I would have fucking given you, what is it, Reddit gold? I would have yeah. given you some of that. Platinum. From all my I would have given you, I would have cash after you money to give me this tip so I could have bet the angle. So now it's going to get screwed. Did he do any statistical analysis on whether or not James Harden or all those strip clubs happened to be in towns that also had playoff basketball teams? Because that no, would, Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> it's they haven't been good. good. Point. I need somebody to break down how Kirk Cousins plays. We know that he plays bad in the afternoon and at night. I want to know. If he plays poorly in cities with giant mega churches, Ooh. like maybe he goes there early, gets a little too wild. What's he done against Houston? Yeah, Houston. Yeah, Joel Osteen. Right. Uh huh. So uh, at the bottom was Toronto and Cleveland and Charlotte. Minneapolis actually. I'm gonna. I don't know where. If he's an AWL, I'm gonna respect his data, but I'm gonna also guess he hasn't personally gone to some of these strip clubs. 
and is probably just doing it off a review. Yeah. Minneapolis has strip clubs like one block from the stadium. Now here's they a, are right downtown. There's a little bit of not that I know. I just know. Right. There's there's a little bit of a bias in this that might be skewing, it, and that's the ratings that get put on a strip club. Put yourself in the shoes of somebody that logs on to Al Gore's internet mm-hmm. and and gives a rating to a strip club. Pornhub commenters. Yes. So the type of people that would be doing that would not be like your average customer at a strip club. Also, Probably the bigger weirdos that f- take full advantage of the breakfast buffet in the club. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I'd like a follow-up. How much of this rating is based on the food options at the strip club? Mm-hmm. Hank and I went to a strip club in Tampa Bay uh, where it was a steakhouse. Yeah. Inside of a strip club. It was wild. Five balls. A it steakhouse and a strip wild. club in Tampa. That's a nice little Russian nesting doll for the South. Right yeah. Like so uh, pretty much James Harden just parties uh, and he loves adult cabarets, as as you say. Yes. Burlesque and, houses. And then it just, he sucks on the court. That's, I mean, it's a, oh, uh, you think. Yeah, pretty much. As well. But credit to him for doing the research. And, and it shows a statistical correlation, like a direct correlation yes. between all these. Yes. Um, okay, let's finish up the show. We're going to do FAQs, and we randomly had a friend of ours stop by the studio. Happened to be in town today. Deplatformed, friend <laughs> of right. ours. I've been saying that. I've been. I like just using that word. That's a good word. phrase. Canceled. Yeah. You can. You can't even be on this show. So we. We. It's Matt Jones, a friend of ours who's been a friend of ours for a long time. Um, you've been canceled. Cancel uh, culture. So, yeah, we thought we would have you on to talk about Kentucky sports and nothing else. But also, why have you been canceled? Uh, you know, your good friend, I'm sure everybody listening here is a big Mitch McConnell guy. Yeah. Like, yep. I mean, he's just the kids. Cocaine like, Mitch. Kids mm-hmm. like him. He, uh, he, his people filed, I'm on the radio in Kentucky, and I'm contemplating running against him, and they filed a complaint with the FEC and said it was unfair for me to be on the air because otherwise who would even know who Mitch McConnell is? And so uh-huh. they, they, uh, they took me off, and, and there you go. I've got an idea. Maybe something that can make both sides happy here. Yeah. So it's, it's a question of allowing equal time, right? Yeah, equal you can't, time. You can't be broadcasting at, if you're actually running Well, that's running not why this is, but that's, that, that is an issue. That's like yes. the spirit of, of one of the Right, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just co-host a show with Mitch? I would love to. I mean, do that. I here's what I've said. I'd like to do like you remember the old show Hannity and Combs. Mm-hmm. It could be like me and Mitch. He, uh, I think it would be exciting. I've offered it, but they don't. They haven't taken it up on it. For okay, me. so uh, essentially, you uh, no longer get to host your radio show for the time being. Mm-hmm. So we figured because. You are such a psycho Kentucky sports fan. You need an outlet to get it out. I think you're going on a lot of political shows, talk shows tomorrow. This isn't a political talk show, but this is a place you can get your stupid sports takes out. <laughs> I so, need your stupid sports listen, takes. You've been, you've been deplatformed uh, from your sports show, so we're going to give you the sports place right here. You can go do your politics on where are you going to be tomorrow? Uh, well, it's supposed to be on a couple shows on MS, MSNBC and NPR and CNN. Oh wow! So like, oh, you sort of with NPR. NPR. If you were a friend of ours, you wouldn't go on NPR. Oh, you don't. Right. Is, are, is well, that your rival? No, all their podcasts are beating ours. That's right. Actually, what we'll do is we'll have Hank ask the questions in a very low tone. Yeah, yeah that's voice. The, the, you're not going to be able to beat them because so will you they disavow? speak monotone. We disavow. Disavow NPR. Yeah. They're For us. I'm not doing it. Okay. No longer. Uh, weekend edition, be, more like yeah. 
No way. Did you, did you finish that? Did you have I, a joke I, there? I, the problem was, I, I don't think I, you had a joke there. I didn't, and if it sucked, <laughs> it was going to be really embarrassing. That's what's, all, that, that's what's always really good about this show, is since there's so many of us that talk on it, yeah. if you ever just run out of steam, eventually somebody will interrupt well, you. Well, the thing is, like, okay, uh, yeah, done. No there's line. nothing that makes me cringe when I listen to this from you guys more than when people who aren't funny try to be funny. Mm. I know that you two are both funnier than me, so I just, I'm not giving one unless I know it's good. Okay, okay save right. the A stuff. I have a question yeah. before we dive into it about Kentucky sports. Maxi, actually, you know what? Strike that. Too many people on Kentucky. I didn't know what the next word was. Too many be. people on Kentucky's basketball team have the exact same haircut. Yeah, I have a problem with that. They do. That's a good That's point. That's true. Keon Brooks, Khalil Whitney, Tyrus Max, they all do have the same hair. There needs to be a little bit of variation. Otherwise, I just I, I get bored. I, I will I will say that. Before we do the Kentucky thing, can I just say I my best appearance here was ever was, of course, when I told you the Rick Patino engagement yes, story yes, and all yes. of that stuff. Did you see that he's getting a little sassy because the governor that helped bring him down lost Tuesday? Yes. And he retweeted with a Jerry Seinfeld meme and uh-huh. was like, Rick he's very bad. timely. He's and he was very, yeah, he was very. Petuitos. I love it. The Petuitos <laughs> are, are getting on him. All right. So we are going to get to our FAQs about sports, but I actually have an FAQ beforehand. Um, Matt Jones, diehard Kentucky fan. Why are you wearing Florida Gator shoes? <laughs> Did you think oh, I didn't shit. notice that? I, didn't notice I was that. actually going to say it when he walked in, but I said, let's just save it for the show. Go you know ahead, what? Put, I have take n- your shoe off. Take your shoe off and put it up here. Right. I wanted the people to I see. I have never, ever Look considered these Those to are Florida Gator shoes. Blue and orange. I thought that they were actually. you are a Kentucky fan. How dare you, sir? You should be wearing alligator shoes. You know, like these shoes are like, these, they're called like Borbacher or something. They're like sort of, they're supposed what to be pretty those? impressive, but you don't like them. What are cool like, shoes? I like them. Nah, I don't know. It looks like something out of Tron. They're Air Max game. 95s, but this designer, it's like JB. I'm not, I can't remember the name. You're wearing of it. Florida Gator shoes. They're not, you know, they are Florida Gator shoes. Agreed. I can see why you would say Tim that. Tim Tebow is on the inside of the tongue here. Crane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. Size. Uh, 12. Okay, that's respectable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were a size 9, we were gonna, it's going to be no FAQs. You you if you're 6'4 and a size 9, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, what what do you got? Like, I, I don't have Rondo hands, but mm. they're they're pretty big. Let me see. Let's see. No, don't. No, no. You can't ever do the hands <laughs> thing like, without That's like 9 like and 3 that. quarters. That's pretty yes, good. That's All right. Fine. Kentucky Sports FAQs with Matt Jones because he's got to have an outlet. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy if you don't get to talk I've been just standing at my girlfriend's apartment screaming at children. Well, you've been doing your free Matt Jones tweets. You've been retweeting politics stuff. I know deep down inside of you, I you're like, it. I need to talk about sports. We just beat the number one team in the country Tuesday, and, and I'm yeah. not able not to talk about it. you show on Wednesday? I was on it Wednesday. Okay, I haven't so been you on had it that. Since. You had your yeah. victory lap. What about just doing a podcast? What about, how about you do a podcast underneath us, where it's you getting out all your Kentucky sports takes, then we make all your money. <laughs> but you still yeah, have it all goes directly right. to you. Yeah, it goes. Right. You're not getting paid, but you, you know still have it. Sounds perfect to me. Why don't I work for yes. you and yep. just not do our own? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Like you nailed it. it. You got the concept. All right, Hank, FAQs. Is there any way that former Arkansas quarterback Matt Jones is implicated on any of this? How deep does this gag order go? <laughs> Matt Jones. You know, there are a lot of Matt Joneses in sports. So yes. you got the mm-hmm. former Duke basketball player. The former Florida running back, mm-hmm. the former Arkansas quarterback. There's a golfer, pro golfer, Matt Jones. But co- the real cocaine Matt Jones is the one from Arkansas. Yes. Wide receiver Matt Jones. Yeah, yes. first round pick by the Jags, remember? Yeah. Yes, he was. Did he got pick, paid. picked one pick before Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh that's tough. That, you can always spin it on your Mitchell Trubisky thing into. Like, Why did yeah, you have to bring that up? Well, I mean, because you always talk about how Mitch got picked before Patrick Mahomes. Did you know that? And Deshaun Watson. You just say, <laughs> at least it's not that? as bad as taking a, a quarterback to play wide receiver True. before Aaron Rodgers. You know, Big Cat, I'm a Bears fan, too. Yeah, and yeah. it's bad. I, 
I didn't like Trubisky from the moment they picked him. I watched him in North Carolina. He wasn't good. You just you don't had, like anybody named Mitch. You're doing a little. Mitch, please. That you're, was doing, good. you're doing a little revisionist history he here. Did you like Matt it? Jones being the fucking draft guru? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. His senior year was actually his first year in John Fox's offense because he was a junior. Mm-hmm. And he was football young. But then he became football old. So you that, believed that in him. Too. No. I mean, I, I wanted to. My, you know, my, old old ra- is... my, my old radio co-host is the quarterback coach, Dave Ragone. Oh, yeah. We used to host a morning show together. My whole take is it doesn't matter whether you believe in your pick or not, but if your team takes someone like that, you have to like convince in. yourself until there's so much evidence that is mounted on the other side that you're like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work so out. So would you, would you give up on uh, Josh Rosen? No, I actually think Josh Rosen is one of those perfect cases where like – Getting dra- where you get drafted matters so much the NFL that I wouldn't give up on him until he was on a real team and you could maybe see him, I don't know, on a real team. Yeah, which like, will probably never be. Correct. So, so I think that jo- Josh Rosen is always going to be a, like maybe he could take the next step mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. He could be a career backup. Right. He's actually, I would say he would be a better career backup than like a Jameis Winston or somebody who we know stinks. Right, because he doesn't like point. playing football anyway. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. the unknown yeah. is better than the known terrible yeah, players. Well, when you draft somebody like like Big Cat was with Mitch and you don't like him when you I draft I didn't draft him, Mitch. I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm, I have your back on this one. <laughs> you said that you didn't like Mitch necessarily when you drafted, but then you have to convince yourself. Yes. You have to hope that you're wrong. But then the nice part about hoping that you're wrong and being right is – for revisionist history, you're like, I was right about exactly. that Exactly. What was the name of the guy? Houston, B- Brock Osweiler. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Brock's when you over. sign Brock Osweiler, you know it's going to be terrible. Right. Because mm-hmm. you've seen all there is to see about him. It'd be much better if you got Josh Rosen, you'd go, well, possibly, uh-huh. you know, if it's just in the right system. Listen, John always signed to Osweiler twice. That's how much he loves tall quarterbacks. Right. And then the, the ultimate spin zone, if you're a Bears fan, you have spent your life spin zoning or, or trying to convince yourself a quarterback is good. So we got practice. This is not new. Here's a fun one. Why is Matt Jones lying about keeping 30 young boys locked in the basement of his home? Mm. Why? Pizzagate. Why? Because it's embarrassing. 30 seems I mean, a it, lot. It, it, you, it, you don't tell the truth about things like that. If, you're, <laughs> if it's, if it's going to happen, you, you, you start with a lot. lot. It's Matt. actually 35. So yeah. you were lying about How that. Is your, what, what is your house like? like? Is it nice? You got how many TVs? Uh, That's I how have, I judge homes. I have two televisions, but I, I oh, still totally li- two. I in the whole still house? live what in the whole house? Yeah, but I just still live in a small like I I, I put my money. Oh, humble uh, match in, in Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Wait, do you have locks on your bathroom door? On my, what? Yes. Do you have locks on your bathroom door? I don't. I do have a tracker. You don't. Do you so know you are my- rich. That's how we determine. When we were out in L.A., all of our rich friends' houses, none of them had locks in the bathroom. Do you know? Uh, do, have you? Do you know that I have a tracker? Do you know what that is? A tracker. No. So I have. Mitch McConnell hired a person who has, for two and a half months, he follows me every Oh, so that's the guy who's sitting in the studio right now? <laughs> no. They, oh. they, he didn't come to New York, but he, wherever I go, he follows me and just stands there. That's and actually awesome. That that's a badass move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't don't mind him. Yeah, I yeah like he just move. thinks I'm going to do but some like, bad but shit. But here's the thing. He never does anything. Yeah, no, that's even better. So I like d- that move. <laughs> I do. Like, you it's do? Just, you like yeah, it? Yeah, he's just playing a little defense, but like you staying away. But here's what's crazy. We've kind of become friends. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> this is a well, Judd Apatow movie. Uh-huh. Exactly. Well, just think about it. If somebody is with you. So I've been traveling around the state. I've gone to every county in the state as part of this book I'm doing. And when someone is where you are everywhere, you can't not talk to and them. And he's listening to all the live shows and, and everything. And, yeah. and I, I'll be honest. When we come back from break, he claps. 
Yeah, that's I great. Agree. I, yeah, I like this. This is a good movie. That is, he's got Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I think I, I, that's the way I would look at it. Yeah, and I think at some point, like if I end up not running, I want I want to feel sorry for him. He's His job is just gone. He's yeah. actually he should work for an NFL team. That's like when they send a scout to go hang out in a bar and see how many times. Uh, what's his name? Justin Blackman comes in to yes. drink that week. That's like a great job for, yeah. for a young kid out of college. You could do a lot well, worse. You know, than you guys have been Jones. to. We own KS Bar, and I'm there a lot. And every time I'm there, he's there. What's his favorite so thing he, on the menu? He, he only eats the wings. Okay, he will like get wings. anything. But here's also what's weird: he always gets a table by himself. He won't sit at the bar. He, so I'm always I actually went up ah, to Ah that's actually a nice neg by him because he's basically taking up more spots that people could sit at. <laughs> so he's taking money point. out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You didn't even think about about that. that. Wait, so he's listening to this interview right now, probably transcribing what's it. What's up, dude? <laughs> hey, what's up? This is Matt Jones. Hi, I'm Matt Jones. Hey man, I, I hate Louisville. I'm Matt Jones, I hate Louisville, Kentucky. I, I fucking hate that whole state. Yeah. God damn it. All right. Fuck Mary Kill Kentucky mascots edition. Big red, WKU, Dunker. Murray, which I don't know what that means, and the Louisville Cardinal. Who's Dunker? Well, the best of those is uh, is is the Big Red. Yes, I mean that, so that's, that, that's the best one. Yeah, what was the Mary. second one? Dunker. Who's Dunker? Who, who's Dunker? Murray. Murray. State? Oh, Mur- actually, that's a pretty good one too. So, what is, what is Dunker? No, do? they, are they talking about the Louisville mascot with teeth or without teeth? Yeah, we found we had whatever that the current iteration is. So that's a teeth one. So I, that one's out. Birds okay, don't done. have no teeth. Birds don't have. Teeth. That was awesome. What, what is Dunker? What is is it a uh, a bird? Well, it's is a Murray it an State animal? is the racers. I think it's a horse, isn't it? Oh, that's cool. I think it's a dunking horse. That is okay. Cool. okay yeah, yeah that's one. a good one. Number one. All right, next. Big Red always just looked like a herpy to me. He looks like Andy Reid. Big sore. Question for someone who legally can't be on their own show. Would that person attribute their removal from their show more towards their inability to swim or their inability to hang pictures or their predominant nose whistle? Who? Okay, so... Did your girlfriend write this in? So here's the thing. For people who listen, I was not able to swim until I was like 23. No, 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 no. no. Nose whistle. No, the nose whistle. That's, that's, nose that's whistle. a big thing. You don't yeah. know about the nose whistle? Yes. Well, no, I don't. They say... Pretty much every question. I thought it was like nose a cocaine yeah. Mitch thing. You got they, a nose whistle? They th- people argue that when I'm doing the show and other people are talking... That I have a nose whistle that comes through the thing, and it, uh, I, I heard no, it. No, that was you. I heard it. Wait, do you, you have really a do. nose whistle? I argue I don't, but many listeners sounds like a lot do. of people think you do, and it, you actually do. I, I do not have a nose whistle. I thought you'd be much more interested in the fact I couldn't swim till I was twenty. I'm no, interested the in the whistle. fact that you can't hang a picture. What's that about? Well, it's not that I can't. I've just never done it. So I mean, Whoa, in theory, you are rich. I, in yeah, theory, so I might rich. be able to do it, but I've never attempted it. No, I don't have. It's not. I don't have people hanging them. I set them on the floor. So like what that daily oh, news, like, right like Cal. Yeah, Cal. Yeah, in Saran wrap. In oh, basement. weird. Yeah. My number one picks are all in front of me while mm-hmm. I'm on TV. Oh yeah, during the t- yeah, selection that was show. so that was right. fucking shameless. <laughs> do I you all it. like Cal? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, I love him. How can but, you not like him? But it feels like a lot of people don't, and I don't understand why. Like he's the best. We're Calipari family too. Yeah, we've kind of been bullied into. We love their family. Not bullied, but we're afraid of the Calipari daughters. Oh yeah, the daughters Aaron and Megan. They. The best. They're smarter the best. than us. The they're quicker. They're quick witted. They're One's meaner than us. Yeah. And they say everything Cal wants to say, yeah. but he's yeah. not oh, allowed we know. to. We know. So they were big on the free Matt Jones hashtag today. Like they they I like it. Nice. Common ground. What's yeah, up, no, Brad? We, which, which Brad up to these days? He's in Detroit. Yeah. Brad went to Detroit. Earn not given. Yep. He's playing at Detroit Mercy. 
Um, and next year, Kentucky's playing a road game at Detroit Mercy for Brad. Oh, for Brad. Oh, it's for Brad. That's awesome. I mean, Kentucky's not going to play a true road game at Detroit Mercy for just some other guy. I uh-huh. love it. That's great. So yeah, so we're a Cal family, and uh, yeah, we we like when he. You are know, you going to watch? Are you going to watch Brad play this year? Because I know you uh, all were duh. big fans. Yeah, duh. obviously. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Do you know who the coach is at Detroit Mercy? Dicky V. It's close. No, Mike Davis. Oh, okay. Former Indiana coach. Okay. Okay. Speaking of Cal, if Mitch were to run for Senate, which Cal's endorsement would mean more, John if Cal or Jim Cal? Yeah. If Matt were to run for Senate, sorry. Uh, Jim John Cal-, Cal or Jim Cal? Jim Cal's taken two titles away from us. So Yeah, that's what he said. Jake, he is the real J. Cal. Yeah. Uh, so definitely John Calipari. J- Jim Calhoun and Cal, you know, those two despise each other. Gone back like 30 years. Hate yeah. each other. Well, I think Jim Calhoun hates everyone. That's like kind of his thing. Do you, was there any more baller move though that when he did that press conference said I'm not giving back oh, one no, penny yeah, yeah. of, no, of no, the no. money? The greatest pre- that in the in the uh, I fucked up, but yeah, the the not a dime back. He's kept on saying not a dime back. Do you know how much money? And then well, the best part of that press conference is when the reporter says you make three million dollars a year, and he just goes, I make a heck of a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. And he didn't he come back and he's coaching like a. Tiny yeah, like college a right now, college, yeah. just for the love of the game. Yeah. That's but that's kind of sad. That means no. like he has, he loves the game. Ball but you don't is think life. there's like you don't think he could find something more no, exciting to do. Ball is life. I also think that he would rather just not deal with the press at all. So yeah. he just goes to the smallest school he can find hmm. where there's no all right. reporter. All right, we'll end with this one. Uh, who is the bigger Kentucky legend, Hunter S. Thompson or Colonel Sanders? Oh, Ooh, great question. Well, if you go anywhere around the world, when I say I'm from Kentucky, the very first thing they say is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Food. Like, I, I don't care where you are in the world. Hunter S. Thompson, though, I would argue he was the first blogger. Because yeah. Hunter, yeah. Hunter S. Thompson wrote in a way that now we all write on the internet. You did guess that ass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was. Everyone was a knows him for that. that. <laughs> there was a version of that. But he probably was. So for me... You know, I, I would say Hunter S. Thompson, but but there's nobody bigger than Colonel Sanders. Yeah. yeah, Hunter S. He definitely would write in his underwear. He did that a lot. Yeah, he would write under the influence a lot. So and you know, he writes a lot. He he wrote an article that Christian Leitner was the devil. Really? Yeah, it's, he is a blog. He wrote for ESPN yeah, page boy. two yeah. or something uh-huh. like yeah, that. Yeah, he wrote for page two because you know Clement or. Simmons had that Roger Clemens is the Antichrist, and so he did one about Leitner that was very similar. Didn't get as quite as popular, but yeah, no, that's a very. You, know, you know, Hunter S. Thompson wrote for ESPN. Yeah, for yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. it was he, uh, Ralph Wiley as well. Yes, at the, and, and Bomani yeah. Jones, they were all there. Yeah, yeah. he would do football picks. He would uh, he would actually hound like the owners of the football. Like, he would go knock on um, uh, Al Davis's door at two o'clock in the morning at his hotel room just to get a tip for the next day oh, and then really? take that straight to his booker. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I'll buy that argument. I think he was a blogger. Can I ask you a question about the two of you? Because you've been to Kentucky a bunch. You've hosted the show. What is your favorite part about Kentucky? The Burgoo. I always say it. It's you really like the Burgoo? Keelan Burgoo. Yeah, I dream about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Right. 100%. I've never that, had the Burgoo, but it sounds awesome. Have you been to Keeneland? I know I'm you not. have. Yeah, no. yeah, I've been to Keeneland twice. The, you know, um, the Breeders' Cup's at Keeneland next year. It is, again, yeah. that, so I will probably go again. And, uh, yeah, no, I love Kentucky. I think the um, – we were talking with Paul Duca before, but it is great when you get into Lexington and, like, the rolling hills, and it's very peaceful. And uh, I've got and, to take you two to the mountains with me, though, because mm-hmm. yeah. you've never been in, like – No, thanks. It, you don't want to go to East yeah, Kentucky? Okay. Oh, I want to go to the mountains. I'll stay. I'll, stay. Mountain I'll eat yeah. the burgoo. You guys go to the There's mountains. a county called Breathitt County that their official nickname is Bloody Breathitt. You're telling me you don't want to go no, there? No, actually. You I don't want to go to Bloody Breathitt? Actually, I should should say my favorite part of Kentucky is the fact that they uh, painted the duck work in the Kentucky. They changed that now. Blue. They changed it back? 
Oh, it's blue. It used yeah, to be no, red. Yeah, no, I like this blue. Oh, it is blue. Yeah, I know. But, I like, but they but, just changed it. Well, because it used to be red. Drew Franklin wrote a whole series about how they were painting the ductwork, and I was like, this can't be more boring but more <laughs> exciting. Like, that was the big off-season news. Yeah, part of the reason that, that <laughs> traffic for blogs is going down is you, we, write, we write more about ductwork they, now they than to, we used to. Yeah, you need to get Kentucky to repaint it every year, otherwise the blog is going downhill. Like, <laughs> come on, guys, throw us a bone. Yeah. Um, I got one last question. Yeah. I, I consider Memphis to be honorary part of Kentucky. It's all like one state to me. Uh, but the new court in Memphis, are you Throw it? it? Uh, really? First of all, Memphis basketball is kind of becoming a bad word in Kentucky. Because, you know, Memphis announced recruits. Yep, they, they, well, first of all, they're not taking any recruits. We didn't like number one recruit Who wants James Wiseman oh, anyway? Nobody someone wants. pays a little more, you get a little well, upset. That's true. FedEx money. Yeah. I agree. Wiseman dunks too much. He's one-dimensional. Mm. He did, what, 20 dunks last game? It's too much. Huh. But, you know, you remember Memphis was going to retire Cal, put Cal in the rafters. Not Literally, but they were going to put the thing up there. <laughs> that would have been a hell. Of, yeah. That would have been a true friend. And the block. fans complained so much that they canceled it. And so Cal, like, it's the only time I've known that Cal got his feelings hurt. He genuinely, because he got excited, he was going to go have it retired, and they canceled it. What are they going to hang up? Like his suit? He can't retire. Derrick Rose's ACT score. Yeah, yeah, the front page yeah. where yeah. Cal signed Derrick Rose. Yeah. Well, he also had Chris Douglas Roberts. Okay. There and you that's, go. There CDR. you go. That's the two. Yeah, why not? Um, all right, Matt Jones, thank you. Good luck on all the uh, s- you know shows you're going to do, politics. I'm happy you got your sports takes out. Let me ask you a question. If I end up running, will you all, like, you? you I will make it. No, I'll, I'm going to cancel you. Take your radio <laughs> show from you? <laughs> yeah. I will yeah. commit. I would love to do, like, in the heat of the campaign, the big interview with no, you. No, okay, we'll cancel. Yeah, we will do it. And then we'll be like, why are you wearing Florida shoes? Canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. I'll, I'll embed myself with your campaign. I'll, I'll Ooh, follow like the that. follow you are, welcome, you are welcome to do that. I would love to have you I'll be the Hunter S. Thompson of your campaign. Yeah. I'll be the most Done. famous Kentuckian from New York. Yeah, and you can pay me <laughs> yeah. You can pay me a salary to follow the follow guy. Ooh, oh, yeah. you're going to follow the follower. Yeah, I would actually yeah, yeah, yeah. like to do that. So you could just stand, stand right behind, behind him the whole time. <laughs> I'll like order it. the boneless wings. He can get the bone in. Yeah. All right, Done. Matt Jones, thank you so much. Thank you. Better to be safe than sorry. To-